0: Oh, wrong camera no oh, hey we're back up, <laughs> episode 111 triple ones well oh, that's a good number it's a good number that's a good number welcome back to our third installment of the blade cup marathon extravaganza we've been going all day all day all day it's small it's nothing it's easy it's easy it's easy with Let's two three guys. more it's two three more after this i'm good okay I'm good. okay <laughs> but you know what it's been incredible. We uh, have had Hayden on, mm-hmm. which was absolutely incredible, episode mm-hmm. 109. Mm-hmm. We had Yandre on, mm-hmm. which was a really illuminating story about his Definitely. whole, everything with his life, mm-hmm. like com- going from Cuba, coming here, his story in skating. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen those, if you're watching this one for the first time, check those out. Those mm-hmm. are really good. And we got a legend for our final one, 111, one of the first videos I ever saw. It was the first video I ever saw, Hoax 2. Mm-hmm. He was a highlight in this. He was a huge part of the Atlanta section. Him, uh, Jason Smith, Andy Cruz, Frankie Lasavio, yeah. ridiculous. So I am extremely pumped to go through. I love, like, as, I guess, a somewhat older blader myself, you know. Somewhat. It's, it's my birthday today. I'm getting even older. I know. As we, 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 know.
1: We, we, we neglected this the whole time ah. all day today. It's Billy's birthday, No, we're not so. going to make a
0: thing. We're not doing a thing about it. Oh, oh little, let me
1: get the, <laughs> the, the, the cheer. Okay. Hey, here we
0: go. It's Billy's birthday. Okay, <laughs> happy
1: birthday. <laughs> if you see him at the Blading Cup this week, and give him a happy birthday. Thank
0: you. No, 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 thank he you. He likes bunt cakes. Thank you. But I'm, I'm always excited. Like, I love talking to my peers, and I love talking to the younger skaters as well. Um, by the way, thank you for the happy birthday. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm always excited to talk to people who I grew up watching skate, and Tom was definitely one of those people. So I'm extremely excited to get into this one as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I feel good about it. But before we do, mm-hmm. you know I got to do what I always do if you watch the show frequently. And if you don't, this is your first time then this is the first time. So please, if you don't already do it, go to Facebook, give us a like, go to our YouTube page, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a comment, share it. All these interactions really help boost our stuff and the algorithm. It's really mathematical, calculus, I don't know, but it helps us and it helps you suggest the video when it comes up on when you're watching a bunch of Blade videos. You might see a Jump Street video. Uh, We have an iTunes. Please give us a five-star rating, a review if you like what you hear. And we also have a Patreon. You can be a Patreon for as little as three dollars a month. On our Patreon, we offer exclusive content. We have inside outs, which are trick trick tips. We have a three piece, which are three tricks from some of your favorite skaters. We do section reviews with uh, some of our guests after the show, so we get to go through some of their sections and go through the commentary. And every month, we do a random drawing from one of our patrons, and if they win, they get something free from our online store. So you can get a shirt, a hat, one of these lovely mugs. And um, that's what you get for $3 a month as a Patreon. So we should film more stuff. Consider doing here, that. Yeah, we might do some more stuff. And we were just like joking <laughs> around on the last episode. Uh, top tip, tip, top. We might have tip to top, do something like top. that. I like top tip.
1: We could do top a tip. tip. So we, that might we, be a new segment we do. We got to come up with a top tip for this episode. We'll we figure it out throughout to. the episode.
2: We'll figure, we'll it, figure
0: it out. It's out. just we created It's a, the idea was uh, birthed on the last episode. So <laughs> we'll see where we go from there. But I'm excited about it. The first top tip of this episode is we want to shout out our sponsor
1: for this episode. It's a good tip. Blank. Everyone, check out the new Sean Keen Pro Model Blank Skate. If you're going to be at the Blading Cup this weekend, uh, check out the Blank booth. You'll be able to mm-hmm. check out the skate for yourself in person, mm-hmm. in the flesh. Yep. Get your pre-orders in. Meet Sean Keen. Take mm-hmm. a picture with him. Get He's his a nice autograph. Guy. He's a very nice guy. He's going to get bombarded by people trying to take pictures Don't with him. Don't be I keep saying this. He's going to
0: hate me for <laughs> saying this. Don't hate me, Sean. But just go up to him. Say hi. Say what's up. You know? Buy him a beer, maybe, I don't know, he might be wanting to compete, but if later on in the day, it's up to you. But just go up and say hi, check out the booth, check out the new skate, it looks incredible. It does. And have run it for a this. while now, it's a great skate.
1: Mm-hmm. And check out this quick little ad with the man himself, Sean Keen. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Keen, out here in New York right now with the Blank Rollerblade team. We're all out here skating my pro skate for the first time in the public. Yeah, we've been developing the skate for about two years right now. Worked with Kyle Solo on a lot of the parts on this skate came together really nice hope everybody likes it it's gonna be the first release it's gonna be a beta drop it'll be a couple of sizes but the whole point of it is we want the public to test these out too they're gonna to be able to try it give us feedback and we're gonna make changes to the skate for the next final production run of all the sizes so it'll be something everybody's happy with and hope everybody's really stoked on the skate because I know I am so yeah I hope everybody enjoys this new skate but so be sure to cop a pair and try them out let us know your feedback Boom, everybody be sure to check out the new Blank Sean Keen Pro Model Skate. Get your pre-orders in. Give them a follow on Instagram at Blank Rolling Products and check out the website. Link in the video description below. Thank you, Blank, for sponsoring this episode.
0: Thank you very much, Blank. Shout out to Sean Keen. And once again, shout out to John Julio Blading Cup Cup. (laughs) this weekend. A bunch of stuff going on right now. There's the grand opening at Them Shop. Oh, so it is right now. Maybe if you're in town, you go check that out. And you know, I don't know if they got a big TV in the Them Shop, but put this on. Oh, i would be pretty This cool. could be entertaining. Turn down the music a little bit. Put on the Jump Street. It's live.
1: If we're right now in the Them Good store, what up, everybody?
0: What's up, everybody? <laughs> How you doing? Which camera? <laughs> that one. We're
1: in that camera. The Tracy camera. <laughs> okay. Um, so should we have our guest on? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm stoked. We got a very special guest. Everybody, please welcome Mr. Tom Heiser. Woo. Da, da, da. Da. the applause is going on in the background your applause you can't, is going you on can't in the hear background. it though <laughs> you
3: just can't hear it but
2: they're going on what's up everybody thanks up? for having me fellas welcome thank you super excited to have you on i appreciate it how's your day going so far it was good it was an early morning woke up at 3 a.m uh drove from huntsville alabama up to nashville got on a flight and came here but we're doing it man i'm hyped the adrenaline's gone, so You've been busy and hustling with Rollerblade for so many years. You've been a
0: huge pillar in our industry. Whether it was That's from creating right. things down in Atlanta to staying doing things nationwide with blading worldwide with uh, Rollerblade and. Just always such a big part of the industry. But many of these younger kids who were new to skating, maybe some of these kids that are born in nineteen ninety, don't know how integral you, you were in like the aspect of contributing to the growth of skating. Like I said, um in hoax two, the first video I saw, like the Atlanta scene, the Atlanta section was just like such a huge impact on that video of yeah, just like thanks, the man. progressive skating that was happening back then. So, I'm curious, like, how did you get? Did you have like the skateboard uh, beginnings? Did you, how did you get into everything from the early 90s?
2: I did, man. I, I grew up uh, kind of screwing around on BMX bikes when I was real little, and then saw skateboarding somewhere in the mid 80s, got aboard, and then did that a bunch, and then, uh, you know, grew up in Atlanta. And then when I was turned 15 that summer my dad got a job in Wisconsin and I went up there and I was like ah you know I want to try ice hockey and I met these two kids they came skating down my block and they came up to me as a small town like who are you you know I was like who are you guys and they're like Mm -hmm. they had inline skates on and uh, they had hockey sticks in their hands and I was like oh you guys play hockey and they're like yeah you got to get some some inline skates, you know, and we'll teach you how to play hockey this summer. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I went down to the local bike shop for my 15th birthday, got a pair of Zetra Blade 303s with the teal wheels on them. And then uh, just started jumping around like I did on my skateboard. Literally there was no magazines or anything. There was a video in that shop with uh, like Pat Parnell and Chris Mm -hmm. Morrison, Chris Edwards, like stair riding and kind of jumping around. And that really sparked my brain, like as a skateboard kid, to be like, "Oh yeah, that's a whole new way to kind of get down." And uh, that was that. Was that like a rollerblade video? Yeah, Probably. it was a rollerblade promo video. Yeah, one of the early ones. This is like I 19- think a lot of dudes my age saw those videos in bike shops and got their first skates. You know, they were like BMX kids or skateboard hmm. kids.
0: Yeah, I remember yeah. those like old like promo videos. Like, <clears throat> my mom like bought like a pair of, like regular rollerblades back in the day. Like, not aggressive, regular rollerblades. O- obviously, <laughs> obviously. Like, just like you know, not aggressive recreational. Yeah. And like a lot of the time, like they would have like a video or a promo video that came with these these mm-hmm. things. So there wouldn't be like necessarily like videos like dare to air. Yeah. But there'd be like these promotional videos that have like Chris Edwards or Chris Morris. Yeah, there'd be like skating. dance
2: grooves going down. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like, It'd be a mix. It was like a mix of mm-hmm. all the stuff. Yeah. Yep. It's funny because that's kind of what's happening now.
0: Yeah. It's coming back, huh? Full circle. All of it's
2: okay. All of it's okay?
0: Hmm.
1: Of it's okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, everything's okay mm-hmm. you now. That's okay with it's me. It's fair game. I like that. It's peaceful. It's good. Whatever, Peace is
1: good. Yeah, whatever you want to do. I mean, there's so much shit going on now. Yeah. It's, it's all acceptable and all taking whatever fuck you want to call it, we do it in a different direction.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so you're skating. Um, Your, fr- your hockey friends are showing you inline skates for the first yeah. time. You're wanting to do hockey skates. You see the Chris Edwards, Chris Morris, like starting to jump on things. Yeah. And this is, uh, did you start meeting people along the way who were like-minded in this? I mean, this is like the early yeah. 90s before anything was. This is before Daily Bread, yeah, yeah. before
2: VG, like. So I only, my mom hated living in Wisconsin. It was just cold and she, mm-hmm. like we were, I don't know, it just didn't work yeah. for her. So she's like, we're moving the back to The cheese wasn't Atlanta. good.
0: It wasn't, the cheese was good, but not enough Man, to keep you there.
2: It's cold. We got, my yeah. parents grew up in Wisconsin, but going, they thought they wanted to go back there, but then they're like, yeah, it's really cold, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. My, my mom wanted to get back to Atlanta, and uh, I was more than happy to. So we moved right back where I grew up, and I had my skates, and then I met up with all my skateboard buddies, and probably for the first two years, I would bring my board and my skates to every spot. And then I got Andy Cruz into it, and my buddy Matt Cubis uh, into okay. it. How'd you know Andy? Andy was went to school with me. He's yeah. a school buddy? He's a school buddy. We met in like So third if you guys grade. would have went
0: to different schools, it could have been a completely different... could have different been difference. Yeah, he was wow. in my
2: neighborhood even. Wow. So yeah, he's he's a huge part of the whole Atlanta scene and just skating in general. So.
3: Hmm. Wow. Oof. That's, that's cra- great. how it that's started, cra- that's, yeah. that's,
0: that's crazy because like, it's really coincidental that like Andy... Yeah, Andy exactly. uh, Andy Cruz, almost said Andy Wedge. Andy Cruz, such <laughs> that's like that's accurate. Though. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs>
3: his
2: his nickname is his Wedge, wedge yeah, yeah. no for
0: sure. But like, um, Andy Cruz was such like you know a consequential figure in skating, especially oh, during for so many years. Not just especially during that time, but even like later on with like his like roll stuff. Like mm-hmm. it was really yeah like
2: sweatstands, Mizus. like you, you right. name
0: it. He just brought so much. He but, used to
2: embarrass me though, dude. To yeah, the truth. Yeah, we how so because like I was like so conscious about like you know how we presented ourselves, and then Andy just didn't care you know and he mm-hmm. would wear like hippie skirts and you know like those tam hats and like just he just wasn't like i don't know dude but his skating and the way that, that's what made him rad yeah like he didn't approach it like anybody <clears throat> else you yeah know? he wasn't imitating skateboarding or anything he just mm-hmm. was like freshly yeah getting weird that always showed in his skating too that's anyway it always rad.
1: throughout yeah. the years showed in his skating i feel yeah. like
2: he wasn't into any of that so yeah. it was just like right to the boots and that's So,
0: it's cool to see like those kind of like influences, especially from like the early days. Because, like, uh, before skating, like, blading as we know it now, there was like nothing, you could only look to like skateboarding. But then it's also interesting to think of like the people who kind of come in. Without even the skateboard reference, and they're just like seeing the skates for the first time. It actually like kind of reminds me of like you know Ugbogu Dan like in Nigeria when he started in the beginning, like the Nigerian skaters when they don't have because it's just they're just pure. Mm -hmm. They got the skates and they're just figuring out what works. And like you're kind of seeing what people are around you doing it. And I I love
1: watching that too. Yeah, same thing like you said with Dan. Even like roller skating now. Like trying to figure out their way and what they're trying to do, it's like interesting to watch because it changes so much so quick.
2: Yeah, it really does. It was it was an awesome period because there's just new stuff going down every day, and we didn't know other people were doing some of the same moves as we did till we went out for that first NIST tour, and everyone stayed together. That old school story of everyone going Which, to Spawn Ranch and all we that.
0: Don't, we don't know What's the what first NIS?
2: <laughs> we got to we got to elaborate. Right, well, we have to elaborate. So okay, that. so yeah. so. There was earlier contests. There was the first contest series was, uh, as far as I know, was the Bauer inline skate fest or series or something. Okay. And Bauer Hockey made you know inline skates, and they uh, they had this little. So this wasn't like an aggressive. Was this an
0: aggressive? There was.
2: It was like there was. It was big for roller hockey. It was the main thing, but they had an aggressive like. Hmm. sketchy little ramp courses and they had a little tour around the US and um, I've never heard of this I've never heard of this this is is, yeah and this is where I met Isaac Altman's who Uh, started uh, Eulogy and Blood Wheels and currently works at at Bones Bearings but I met Isaac there Uh, I met uh, B Harden there I didn't meet TJ Weber at one of those I remember seeing him in Colorado and he's like way better than everybody else Mm -hmm. and then like somehow we didn't connect but he's became one of my good friends. But yeah, that's that was the first series. And then um, and then I worked at a skate shop when I was going to Atlanta College of Art and we heard about the NIST tour happening in California and we were, I don't know, just going into senior year and we we're like, all right, yeah, we're going out there the summer right after we graduate and me and uh, Andy Cruz flew out there and then two of our best buddies, Frankie Lascavio and Nate Garrison, they drove out there and we met them and then we stayed at at the Spawn Ranch house, which is where Arlo and Michael palak and um B. Harden lived.
0: Yeah, for um, for those who don't know, the Spawn Ranch has come up like a few times yeah, before is. This is on the, first the podcast. Um Angie Walton talked about Spawn Ranch, Chris Michael Edwards, palak, Michael Chris palak, palak, palak yeah. talked about Spawn <coughs> Ranch. So this was yeah. like a famous place like back in the early days <clears throat> of skating that had like right. this huge vert ramp
2: in the back. That's where you went when you first you went, went to Cali. It's like yeah. you went there. And uh, so we went there to that house and we met scott crawford and tom fry and manuel bolaris and scott bentley and wow that summer we were just just like the legends thick as thieves man wow uh, Machio Miyazaki was there and he, all, all these, <laughs> yeah like the whole thing that yeah. summer was the beginning of the whole thing and uh, wow so so what
0: is this 93 this or is
2: five? 90 summer of 94 i wow. think wow don't quote me on somewhere mm. in that ballpark i mean
0: you were skating yeah. with makyo Oh, yeah. Yeah. They they were just like, all right, we'll name it after you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so there was like the first contest, and you had to try out to make the tour. And I I got like seventh place or something. And so I made the the tour. And then I was like, well, I did a first couple contests out there for that summer. And then I had to get back to school for Atlanta College of Art to start. And um, I was bummed because I didn't get to see it through. But I remember I was coming home from school one day, and the phone rang, and it was. Mark Shays from the ASA was like, hey, I got a connection um, to K2 skates. They want to start a team and all this stuff. And, you know, Mark and I broke down that summer and I was always modifying my skates and stuff. And he noticed that. And they asked Mark, they were like, hey, who who knows about like what needs to happen with the product and has a vision of where the sport should go. And he, you know, thank God gave my name to, to them. And then Matt LaCrosse, the team manager at that time hit me up and put me on and then we started putting the team together and then of course I had to put Andy on as my best friend (laughs) and then B Harden and the list goes on Steve Thomas all these guys we started building this team of like you know Ryan Jacklone and FR was kind of going on at that same time I was in with those dudes so um, it was a really cool time and then started getting paid <laughs> so that's the fun it was part. crazy so i dropped out of art school and just went for it you know it's like that's like, sick they're like we'll give you 1500 dollars a month and we'll pay you 500 dollars for the k2 fatty design i was like let's go you were like oh like, like i can retire pairs. on this let's <laughs> yeah. go yeah.
3: and uh, i was so crazy slumped. they sold
1: the k2 fatty design for 500, 500 bucks yeah. and i, well, I always going to talk about the k2 fatty also because you designed this game yeah. that was one of the like first aggressive skates ever yeah. and i'm so curious what what went into making that design? Like, why was it a soft boot? Because I so think it was soft the first. Was,
2: soft boot was K2's thing. You know what I mean? They were making skates before I even came there. And that was like part of the premise is like, this is going to be some uh-huh. sort of soft boot construction. So we're mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. We'll make it look like a skate shoe. And yeah, I just sent 2D drawings, you know, um, to them with some measurements. Because we had been drilling out our TRS, you know, lightnings and making them split system. Mm-hmm. Um, so how kind of frames come now. And so we knew we wanted them to be split system. We knew we wanted to have like much easier grinding capabilities and making the sole flat so you didn't lock onto rails cause you used to lock yeah. on the rails and your heel would be lower than mm-hmm. your front. So it was really weird, and you're grinding on your rivets that held your frame on. Yeah,
0: you, I remember like seeing that, like the old stances back in the day. Like when people did yeah. soul grinds, it wasn't like flush, or like they yeah. were just like, and so they were
2: uneven. just like, yeah. But you had oh, to lean these... over too, and right. like sweat With soul stance space,
1: that was a centimeter big. When even. you did a
2: sweat stance, son, you were you were you, you were on your it frame. was
0: a sweat you was sweating
1: and, and andy you will were. tell you now
2: like most kids yeah. aren't really doing it they're doing a far side music but <laughs> you gotta be topped over dude you gotta yeah. be flat on the side we got to that. make that's a video sick. of andy calling people out of all right the that's stances. it you gotta be flat <laughs> you gotta be flat y'all.
3: that's Doesn't it
0: not count you gotta do it right yeah it's true matters dude i mean it does and especially like from the guy who was the originator of this trick
2: yeah yeah
0: set the standard
2: we
1: got to do a Patreon video with Andy. You do. Where he talks about, he, we just watch everyone's sweat dances and he critiques yeah, everyone's sweaties. I would love that.
0: I would love that. <laughs> that's such one. a good you idea. get and
1: on the horn. That's such a good idea. What about the, um like the, because K2 patented the H block. Yeah. Right? Was yeah. that part of the design of the, I know it was part of the, K,
2: the K2 fatty. So you designed that? Yeah. So at the time, man, we were all bolting crap to our frames. Okay. Okay. So. It came down again. Like, I would sit with these dudes that were engineers from Boeing. They had some pretty sick engineers that worked Boeing? there at the time. Yeah. And so they would listen to us and it was like, yeah, we're bolting things on like this. They're like Boeing engineers. Sketching. Yeah, they're Boeing engineers.
0: And you're like, yo, listen, we need an yeah. H block on this skate. I
2: That's, want my warehouse to look nice. Yeah, so so like,
0: <laughs> we need a
2: good groove. You have no idea. I was in the corporate world and I was just skate dog. <laughs> wow. But no, it, it was it was like that. And so, yeah, they they would basically I mean, there was multiple things that we worked on where they would like, stop, bring this in so we can take pictures. And they'd write up and, you know, put patents in because at the time there was so much new stuff happening with skate technology mm-hmm. that they were. I mean, I made a block for quad skates, too. And they took pictures of that, you know, and it's funny because now people are buying this for the quad skates. But it's good friends with Brian Wainwright. Um, We went on a little tour together and I was like, yeah, I'm going to make some roller skates. And I had a lot of time and space in a workshop to make a lot of weird stuff there. So they periodically take pictures of it. And Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Was it like the first grind block for roller skates? That I've ever saw, you know, because I was like, oh, you should be able to Royale on roller skates, too, you know everything's timing so yeah, it's it timing it is it, yeah. dude 100 percent. that's so
1: true mm-hmm. so i got paid another 500 bucks for that yeah roller skate design <laughs> it was the best
2: 500 bucks i ever made though i mean i started that's why i'm here now so I don't, I don't regret it that's super cool how old were you when you had that opportunity i would have been 19 i think 20 maybe that's a pretty sweet opportunity for yeah. someone that age it yeah. was pretty rad yeah. and they're traveling around the world man and we went everywhere it especially 1500
0: back then it's probably yeah. like and then, then it became better. a lot more i was yeah. making
2: like 60 Gs a year while my friends were in college, so it was rad. In the 90s. In the 90s, yeah, that's Mm
0: -hmm. rad. That's like 150 thousand dollars a year right now. But dude, there was guys.
2: (laughs) I mean, probably there was guys making big cheddar then. You know. Yeah,
0: that's cool. It's always so cool to hear like the nostalgic point where like. Blading had like all this like interest around it. Like all these yeah. colors. Like it was
2: new though, dude. You'd see someone skate yeah. down the street, like, what is that? Yeah. And it's funny because kids sometimes when I'm skating are like, oh my gosh, they haven't seen it like at the skate park. Mm-hmm. Some kids have just never seen it. Mm-hmm. So it's
0: uh, so well to think that in like one life, like that, like yeah. inline skates went it from changed. like brand new to all the way like to where it is now. Yeah. And
2: uh, it's yeah. come a long way yeah. and in some ways it hasn't. It's weird.
0: Yeah. It's crazy to think that it's still new
1: to some people. Like how long has skating been around for? How long have, just in general, you've been able to go to like Target, Walmart and see rollerblades in the stores, you know? But like yeah. people still have never seen it until you go to the skate park, like in 2021.
3: Yeah, it's I think crazy. that blows my
1: mind every time I hear that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just visibility. Yeah. But yeah, but now kids, they, they get into something and they go deep, you know? They get on YouTube, mm-hmm. deep on the gram and then they're in there, you know? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool stuff to look at these days. It's
0: pretty cool to have the H block under your belt, though. Thanks, man. Yeah, because it's like that's like that's like a, it's, a standard now. I, you know, I feel like
2: if H something block that, is it would have happened, yeah. though. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it, I, again, it I, I yeah, was it, like, yeah, but it didn't. Yeah, yeah, but know. it
0: didn't. So you got to see. Was, if I was the one, I'd be like, you know,
2: it's it's just like uh, I don't know. I feel like definitely I was in the right place at the right time, and I surrounded my stuff with like really rad people, mm-hmm. and I think if you do that, things will happen. It's cool. You know what I mean? You know that Billy. <laughs>
0: yeah I think so that normally ha- normally happens when you hang around good people yeah, and things happen mm-hmm. that's right but yeah um that's cool so after that uh, you were working for K2 and you ended up
2: what, what what ended up transpiring after that yeah so after that it was uh skate pile time
0: yeah see like that was really cool Escape pile, pile back in the day yeah, that was like the was hub was special
2: mm-hmm. yeah I K2 laid a bunch of people off and I was the youngest dude working there and the and the category just started slowing down and um you know, I got laid off, and I remember I called my brother like that that afternoon on a Friday. I was like, "Yeah, I just got laid off," and, he, and I was like, "I already know what I want to do. I want to start a skate shop." And he was like, "You should start an online skate shop because he was already kind of in the dot com beginnings of this." What stuff. year is this? This would have been nineteen ninety eight. Wow. Yeah, internet was definitely internet really was, young at that. It was real so. young, but but online stores were starting to be a thing. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, you should. You know, your name's solid and." You know, you got all your friends and connections. It'd be a cool thing. And I was like, "Yeah, we could do a webzine with it." And then I connected with Frankie, who I was in art school with, and he kept going to school while I was traveling, skating, and he had all these rad like web design skills. And my brother knew a lot about you know business plans and making money. And so he helped me write a business plan. And my wife uh, is super smart too. And we just started it, man. And it started out with just my wife and I, and then next thing you know, three years in, we had twenty employees and selling more skate pile had 20 employees i, that, I didn't <laughs> no expect that. no way we, oh bro it was crazy it was what? crazy what yeah. that's that's
0: yeah, actually that's shocking
1: that is
2: shocking yeah it was crazy we were the number one seller of rollerblade aggressive skates for several years wow in in like the trs days you know mm-hmm. skin mm-hmm. skates and all yeah that. yeah yeah that's cool yeah it was really good it it grew really really how fast how do you think it grew
1: that fast was that through like marketing was it through- i think it
2: had a lot to do with that we had we were you the first place to have a team yeah you know like the way we marketed was completely it's more like a skate company rather yeah. than a skate mm-hmm. shop yeah. and um we had like live chats with our riders with kids and we just knew what the kids we were one of the kids so we knew what people wanted and uh stayed on it it was it was cool mm. we had our little pile head shirts and kids loved yeah. those they wore them like with a badge of honor you know mm-hmm. so it was it was super fun we had a big contest called super hick that yeah was crazy and had tons of people come every year and yeah that's the thing that always gonna... kind of kept us legit and the whole thing
0: that's what i was gonna ask like super hick i didn't know if that was yours or not it was
2: yeah was it okay super hick was completely yeah that was tremendous thank you yeah we took pride in that and that was like the first session contest and then mm-hmm. uh, down started doing it. Oh, so like... D- really? Did d-
0: different format, like not heat? There'll heats. be arguments
2: over that. I'm sorry, right <laughs> now. we had it first.
0: So this is like... So what are you, you're talking about like non-heat... Tor- before, yeah, well, before like, that like, time like was all 60-second like runs. Escape. Yeah,
2: you would have a group of dudes go in there and have yeah. a session. Right? Yeah, so... And you'd b- have like five minutes. Or I forget what it was. You yeah. Know, but yeah. Just made it more fun because Andy yeah. and I always hated contests.
0: Yeah, for like the... Uh, I, I think a lot of us know, but for, <laughs> so. for, for, for for the younger kids, they don't really know like... That was kind of like the standard back in the day. Yeah, you had to skate. 60-second yeah. runs yeah. or something along those lines. You just basically like go the, get the skate park to yourself and try to make like the best 60-second yeah. run. See, like that still happens here and there nowadays, but like I think the set, so much that, now, yeah. what you're talking about, what that you brought in the Super hack is like the standard now. Yeah. It's like you get five Definitely people is. out, do a session. Mm-hmm. and
2: just yeah. makes people stress less. 60-second you know, runs it are lame. It worked. Yeah. yeah. And it's you get hyped. Months, you ruin your run. Yeah. You, know. you get hyped and you get out there, you know, but it's... uh yeah that, More was, natural, that right? was really fun yeah and then from there we at the same time that we started skate pile i started working with this dude keith longino who uh, had sprung suspensions which was the basic technology of the physics frame but it was like really rudimentary uh, when when we linked up to do it and uh, i helped him make it work for street skating you know it was like super jalopy and then we spent a couple years getting that going and then that that went off pretty big too, but physics
0: it, was dope. You wrote for physics. Yeah, physics was
2: dope. <laughs> Might want to so, watch his part in the physics video, Masters, oh, Masters of, Delusion. of Delusion. It's on yeah. YouTube. Classic. That video was it was fire. It, it was dope. It was. it was dope. It was fire. Dude, look at, cart.
0: But look at you! You're like you're like ripping through. you like so fast. Like which I know thing? there's so much even, stuff. Even going really... through this, like right now, it's like coming to skating at the beginning, start ripping, <laughs> work with K2 at 19, get paid, get invent the H block, move on, do skate pile, make this like the first online skate store
2: well roller warehouse existed
0: okay so roller warehouse did exist. but maybe maybe
2: like I, team Paradise. I don't know if they were just a catalog yeah I don't know if they ever transitioned to a website but I, I don't, don't know about that either. aggressive mall came like halfway through our mm. tenure of skate pile mm. and
0: then you went on to like create this like revolutionary frame in physics yeah that is
2: still sought after these I think days. it might have been ahead of its time in a way because it was yeah, so much was more the expensive for it? I think it was yeah they're t- like now people will buy like wizard frames and well, stuff and they'll spend right. they'll spend a couple hundred bucks on like frames and wheels but back then it was like Are these really worth it i can get ground controls for 50 bucks yeah i'm paying yeah. pay 150 for this thing you know yeah. and um yeah you had to ride it to feel it but once people wrote yeah. it they're like yeah, this is something different you know so. but it
0: was also a huge risk like to, oh, it's like, dude, it was to, so risky yeah so that, was
1: that was a framework very was expensive like, to develop to yeah. yeah i would imagine it was this expensive yeah. frame to buy there was anyway. no 3d printing then so yeah
2: you would machine things, and it was like, God, I wish we could 3D print then, because we would have come to market way quicker. Yeah. There would have been less issues, but that was a crazy learning
3: experience, too. Mm. Insane. But yeah. that,
1: that's like a frame where, at the time, was marketed towards, I guess, more, yeah, you could turn faster and stuff like that, but like people were doing hammers and gaps then, and that's yeah. when that really Huge. shined, that frame. Yeah. But like now, something like that would be like, Oh, you could turn better. You could, you know, like have different custom setups to like, yeah. it, it, like it'll loosen up the impact on your joints, and you could skate longer. Like it's a different reasoning for it now than it was back then. There's a
2: different feel. I mean, I've experimented so, so much with frames and wheels. I've been lucky to do that as I have huge bins full of stuff, and it's like there's a frame for every use, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. there's like, ninety millimeters is fun for this, and sometimes I like eighty. Sometimes I put on. The big wheels, the haul ass. Other times I go to the skate park, I want flat. And you know, I'm schizophrenic with all this because I, I like it's a blessing and a curse. Do you ever skate I never, anti? I rarely skate the same same thing twice. Do you ever I do. skate anti? I do. Yeah, you do. Oh yeah. Okay, freestyle. It's
0: that. That's like a. I did for a while. That's I like a faux pas yeah. these days.
2: I know. Okay. Whatever. I've been skating you for all. 31 years. <laughs> <laughs> do what I
0: want. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, there, there's a tool for it all, man. You know, I think it's. Uh, beautiful what the mushroom blading guys have brought to the table and uh taking that kind of skating to another level and pushing frame technology for that and it's awesome man. It's the cool it's the coolest time in the sport I think just like I said earlier, anything goes.
1: Yeah. What do you think is the most innovative skate invention so far? Oh dude. Yeah, I know it's not like a big long list of stuff, but like does something stand out in your mind that was like wow this really did change and still stuck around to this day like that affected it in mm. that way
2: i don't know man i don't have that much pride in something i mean the <laughs> suspension frame was pretty rad but it's just because i know how much we had to do to get it going but yeah. it, it didn't stick around for you know right right I, it could come back i guess but mm-hmm. um, i don't know i really think that seeing the aluminum frame stuff i mean that's like the, um, I did a design called Epic Frames back in the day. It never right. came to market. Mm-hmm. I sold it to Kevin and Scott Racer. I should have brought my and they never okay. brought it to market. And I got yeah. it's cool because I got paid at least half of what they owed me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when the industry was really tanking, but yeah, I've what's cool is now people are doing frame protector frames now. Do
0: you mind if so. we can we talk about that more for a second? Sure. So, epic, you were going to bring that into skating with Scott Racer, and what just it was like the worst, a bad, like you yeah. said t- before, timing is like an issue, and that's like a bad time of the market. Yeah,
2: really, what it came down to is like they were really young dudes, yep. um, ripping skaters, yeah, and uh, they saw me working on this project, and hey, you know, we just came into a little bit of money they inherited some money or something and they're like, we wanna invest in this because I didn't have the money to do it at the time. Mm-hmm. I was running skate pile and, and physics and it was like when the industry was really starting to slow down a lot. Yeah, and I was bringing, I had less employees and working way more. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll sell you guys this design. I'll, I'll run it, you guys can skate for it. But yeah, I'll, I'll take the investment money. And I started working with those guys and it was like art. we kind of started clashing and like, they didn't have any business experience. And yeah. it went showing. from like me really doing it to them, like wanting to give a lot more input and their dad kind of tripping. And oh, things. okay. So I was like, you know what? I saw the writing. on the When, when like, a
0: dad comes in, that's when you know. Yeah. I yeah. was
2: like, you know what? I'm just going to sell this to you guys and you can take it. Yeah. And they bought it and uh, they paid me up front uh, for the initial payment. They were supposed to pay me again a year later, the other half of the money of me, but they never got it off the ground. And I'm, um, they're skate what dudes was. I'm yeah. not going to make a skate big deal and, yeah you know I made a pretty good chunk off of an idea and, yeah. and now people are doing it dude you know so there's well,
1: what was your basic concept for the epic frame it was a metal so, chassis with plastic
2: yeah it could have been metal or other, I had we had plenty of other ideas but yeah you it's just a cap that goes over your frame that protects your axles and your whole frame and you just replace this cap over the frame right but yeah I mean again it's still a good idea I have, I have a pair of epic frames oh,
1: Walt, Walt, Walt gave me a pair of epic yeah, frames yeah
2: Walt skated them yeah. a lot um Walt's rat, like Walt was always there for me to test all my weird stuff. Jump (laughs) off this building, Walt! You know, he and Rob, G like literally jumped off my roof on. Yeah, how did did you like?
1: Yeah, with testing physics,
2: is that like what you did with that? Yeah, I mean, I remember the first extreme frame. It's crazy because they they didn't work until we molded them because you can't. The way the arms worked in the frame, there's like this little stop. You might remember Billy, where the arm would stop and prevent the the travel of the wheel and the arm. And when you are machined prototypes, when you machine something, um, it's very hard to make a like ninety degree edge that that arm needed to stop on. So we got the basics of it down, but we it, we knew we had to make molds in order to make the thing actually work. Right. So it was a gamble. Molds at the time, I mean, the, about the same as to make a mold now, but for us at the time, investing in those those two size molds was a lot of money. And We spent a lot of time R and D going into it. And we had to just make the leap of faith of just like make the molds and then we'll see if this stop idea worked inside the frame, which was my big contribution to this thing to like make this work for aggressive skating. And I remember we got them. I was at Brian Kanowski's here in, in this area. Brian lived, you know, right over by the airport. And we went up on this big container and I just jumped off like this 10-foot container and they didn't break.
3: It. And <laughs> that we're was like, your yes, test? it
2: felt amazing, you know, and it actually worked, like the stop, the stop mechanism that yeah. we made in the frame. Actually prevented the travel from going further. Of course, later was on. Was that like they, the first ad? That no, was, it wasn't of me. Yeah. Um, I think the first ad might have been Walt. Okay, I can't remember. I should know that. It's been a long time, mm-hmm. but yeah, should have been Walt. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> Walt's the best. Yeah, I feel
1: like that would make sense. Be like, oh, this. Yeah, this looks nice. Here, Walt, jump off a roof. I literally <laughs> just did. I
2: just did it in the dark because, like, I gotta f- see if this thing worked out, you know. and So just jumped off this big thing and yeah. it felt amazing and I was like oh we're on something here so
1: you took a leap of faith literally took a
2: leap of faith <laughs> not the leap of faith but yeah but a leap of faith yeah not yeah. some Eric Perkett action <laughs> he would have been a good physics writer he would have been yeah. he should have been probably I really like that kid
0: yeah um i remember like when you guys first were starting to do the physics thing and one of like the things you wanted to do was get walt down to the leap of faith and be like "That yeah, yeah. His first ad yeah. and yeah. stuff like that and we were all like "Ooh, walt could be the one to I do it as
2: high though
0: i think it was something like by the time he got there like they had built like an elevator like the spot maybe. was like not able to be done anymore and yeah, like that
2: yeah such a shame those those little man body guys could jump big gaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I think he weighs like nine. Like he's really he's really <laughs> he's small. He's like, yeah. he might be like wow, four, yeah. four, four, four feet tall. No, he's like about five feet two. Right. I mean, I thought the gaps four he's feet tall maybe. Tall.
3: Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> like a Goomba yeah. from Mario. Right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shout out Walt. We love you. Love you Walt. <laughs> Walt was teasing. Walt knows um, that. Yeah. But it's crazy. Like to hear everything. Like all these things about a part of. Like I forgot about Epic, mm. and yeah. like yeah. You've just been like in this like innovative part of it for so long.
2: Yeah, I don't know why. I just like to tinker with stuff. Yeah, That's you're like good. a tinkerer. Huh? I'm a super tinker. I yeah. got, I got all kinds of weird uh, Frankenstein things. It's all the different rollerblade skates. I'll just try this and that. Bolt things together. And now, now Kyle Soul and I are doing stuff together. And his brain works like that too. Yeah, and, um, it's just super fun to get down like that. And then he's got the ability to, you know, do it in 3D and take take streams of reality really quick 3d printing so that's Mm, pretty yeah it's a fun time to be designing and working on stuff Mm. it's really cool
0: that is cool Mm -hmm. those 3d printers are amazing yeah Yeah. everyone should have one yeah i mean it'd be great
2: (laughs) yeah i mean you can actually skate the stuff you print now like just a few years ago it would shatter you know but you can can skate pretty decent on some of this stuff
1: does any of that stuff like because you work at rollerblade now like this Does Rollblade have anything like that to work with, or you have a three, to?
2: We use an outsourced place. Okay, it's, it's no
1: in-house rollerblade three D printer. We, like I want to think of something and just get something. I think printed. in Italy
2: you might have a a, a pretty basic um three D printer, but now it's like the way they do it now, with SLA stuff, and it's cheap to get prototypes done just through a third party. Okay. Send the, you know, Kyle send the three D design to them, and then boom, a week later, there you got it. It's rad, super quick, super yeah. cheap. It's really cool. Sick. It's so fun riding new stuff. You get bored with skating, and then you have some new thing to test, and you're hyped all over again. So, yeah, you know, that's, right? that's the process I love to. I
1: mean, that's just a yeah. cool thing about the sport in general. There's always a new skate coming out, a new boot coming out, a new frame coming out. Something Especially new technology. Like yeah. my feet is just full of products, and I'm like, damn, yeah, I want to try everything. And you can't try everything, but like I just want to try it all, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 Um. So how did you get hooked up with a rollerblade after everything? How did you start that relationship?
2: Yeah, dude, it was super timing again <laughs> like everything mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. so skatepile, pile man it was like you know by the year i don't know it was 2003 maybe if my math is right but the industry is really starting to weigh down and when skatepile started there was just a couple other people doing mail order online shops and then you know by the time we were four years into it you could go and there's like free website platforms on on yahoo and you know, we had this back-end custom website that was super sick. We paid a lot of money for it with inventory tracking and all the webzine elements that made it so cool. But then, you know, four years later, anyone could get a platform and pay a couple hundred bucks a month and shopping cart and ways to charge credit cards. And soon we had, like, eight other competitors and the industry was going down. So simultaneously, it was just really hard to keep keep it going. And I, I just had my uh, second kid, and I was like, I got to I gotta pay the bills, and this thing went from two people at the beginning, and then eight years later, two people at the end, my wife and I. So Mm -hmm. we sold it to Roller Warehouse, got out of it, and then um, I was about to go work at Ford because I had a mortgage, car payment, two young kids. What were you gonna do at Ford? Sell cars. Mm -hmm. Sell cars? Like a salesman? Yeah, and I remember at Let me hear your pitch, can you do it? No. Okay. Sell me a Mustang. <laughs> I probably, if I had to. I had to throw can, you on the spot I can real sell, quick. I can sell if, I, if life depends on it. Okay, cool. <laughs> if life that's, depends that's real on it, though. But dude, I went, I went to training and they were like, yeah, you're going to be good at this, blah, blah, blah. Wow. I was like, wow. So okay, you were dad. like right there at the crossroad. I had done nothing but skating yeah. since I was 15. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. and I got two kids. So I was really like... With two kids. If you ever that. owned a business, the end of your business is so gnarly and stressful. And there's... People lost their money. We had investors. Some people lost some good amount of money. Some family, friends. Oh. It was really tough, um, and so I was in desperate need of a job, and I saw the writing on the wall, and I hit up, um, I hit up Jeremy Stonier, who is now the international brand manager of Rollerblade. Awesome guy, he just became the big boss, mm-hmm. a little over a year ago. Um, but anyway, Jeremy <clears> worked at Greg's Green Lake Cycle when I worked at K2, and I lived in Seattle, and he was the manager of Greg's, and they sold a lot of K2 product and Rollerblade product. And I went in there one day to wax my snowboard. And my buddy, Chris Spring, shout out Chris Spring for listening. Um, him and Mike Spring are rippers. But uh, Chris Spring worked at the shop. And I, Chris like, yeah, just come in, wax your board, because we're going to go ride in the next day. And so I'm back in the back, getting my board ready. And Jeremy walks. And he's like, Chris, who's this punk in the back? Mm-hmm. He's like, that's Tom. That's his poster on the wall, man. He's all good. He's all good. And so Jeremy comes back. And I meet Jeremy. And you know, I made a good impression on the guy. Years later, sell a ton of rollerblade skates. while he's one of the higher ups at Rollerblades who remembered me, yeah. and you know I hit him up. I was like, "Hey, I think I I know what Rollerblade could do right that you guys are doing wrong." After selling your product for so long, like you give me an opportunity, and I got these ideas, and I got some cool marketing ideas, design. Like I want to do a lot of stuff, and I'm not done yet. And I said, "I'm about to have to go work at Ford, and that would be a bummer because I got a lot more hmm. to offer." Yeah. He's like, okay, man, I'll see what I can do. And when, when you need a job, no one's in a rush. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, is this going to work out? And he hits me back and he's like, you got to come up to New Jersey, do an interview. I'm like, bam, go up to New Jersey, do an interview. Stressing, like in depth up to my ears, you know, need this job so bad. I play it cool. The interview goes really well. Go home for another like six weeks. Don't hear anything. I'm like, oh my Ooh. God, I got to start working selling cars here any day or, mm. or, or like this is bad. And then he's like, hey, you know, you know, we're really interested in having you on. I'm sold from my end, but you got to go interview with the Italians. So it's owned by an Italian family. Mm-hmm. And I went over there, man, and had a good interview with in them. Italy? Yep. Went to interview. Like, they're right down the street from Rossi's, by the way. Oh, Roche's. Yeah, Roche's. So <laughs> that, that area of Italy is, like, known for shoemaking since the Roman times. But anyway, I went there. That interview since went, the Roman went times. great. Wow. Yeah. That interview went great, came home, and then uh, they called me. up, like, yeah, we want to put you on. I was like, yes, couldn't happen at a better time. And so then uh, I worked from Atlanta for a year, which was pretty rad, just as like the team manager for the street park program and um, got some guys together for that, put Julian on right away uh, and a couple other dudes. And then about a year into that, they're like, we need you to move to New Hampshire. And I'm like, what? That's like foreign lands to me. I'd never been there. And you
0: get the flashback from like Wisconsin. Yeah, flashback. Like, oh, no, back to the
2: cold. But, dude, and at that time, go. so they're like, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. fly you up. It was fall, which is like the most beautiful time in New England in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we go up, my wife and I go up there. I'm like, yeah, we can yeah, do this. It's, small, it's in a really small town up there, beautiful area, just a chill pace. The vibe was great. The office environment was cool. A lot of great people. So we made the big move, man, sold our house. It was in the time when like the, the, the economy was in the bucket, you know, so actually I had to rent the house for a while, blah, blah, blah. That, that was all a nightmare, but man, it turned out to be great. And I lived up there for geez, almost 10 years, I guess it would have been. Um, and then moved back, back down South. Uh, it's been amazing. They let me move and work remotely. Thank God. Cause I just, you can't skate all year around in new England. It's just like burly for six months of the year. And yeah. there's not a really big skate scene there. And I needed to be back near Atlanta and being able to skate all year round. So, uh, Got back to the south and it's it's been great to be near family and friends and all that. But that's mm-hmm. the that's can, the quick and you, you, dirty you of the Yeah, I am about to say it's kinda like blazed yeah. through like the whole uh... I can give you a lot more details. <laughs> There's
0: a lot to it. Well it is but... a podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean the, the thing with rollerblades <laughs> just been amazing. It's it's you know, I quickly learned that you know when I was younger, it was like, no, you know, rec skating's lame, mm-hmm. speed skating's lame, right. blah blah blah. And as I got older, and I had injuries, I started riding just regular skates and working at rollerblade. I'm like, yeah, I'll try racing. You know, I'll try speed skates. And my boss Stephen Cherry is an awesome athlete skater. Did marathons, done marathons for years. And he'd egg me on, like, do the marathon. You know, and he used to kick my ass. And then I I started getting into that.
0: Yeah, man. And so we have
2: all these skates. It's like we got to do it. So I'm going to like Duluth, Minnesota, to to do the big marathon there every year, setting up the booth. Might as well just. Jumping a marathon it <laughs> turns out i was pretty good at that and enjoyed that and uh yeah just got into skating all the different skates and so it worked out rollerblade because we make all the stuff yeah and um just realizing that these worlds are not actually that different and right we like to think that oh it's a totally different thing than what rec skaters are doing but man that's it's all one big world and yeah we have our own own niche of the whole thing but it's all related man and as people grow up they get into different parts of skating and like that's super important like street park skaters become the dudes that are crazy enough to open skate shops or start skate companies or Mm -hmm. you know so that's that's really important for roll as a brand like we've always realized that you gotta have you gotta have all that and do it right yeah and like you know
0: like you guys did that like with um i remember like i was just saying before like rob g like skating like these like long distance competitions like when he was yeah. on rollerblade and he would like participate in like these races that were like up in minnesota or something yeah. i think yeah and, and uh, there's the
2: one in berlin that's crazy yeah um
0: and that's that's cool i remember especially like this was at a time before like the recreational or freestyle aspect of skating wasn't as openly accepted as it is now yeah. in the aggressive community yeah but, uh, yeah, like, I'll be like, Rob, what are, you, what are you doing? He was, like, wearing, like, full spandex Dude, and outfit. Too. And like yeah. did, I've never seen did, him like that. Oh, he yeah.
2: actually did, like, really well. He finished, like, with the pro pack, I think, his first time. Yeah, like, in, like, a
0: serious, like. It's like, not easy to do. It's crazy, like, that he was actually able to, like, rate pretty well. In, like, How a long are these marathons?
2: A marathon's 26.2 miles. Oh, it's like, the same just thing as, like, like, a regular yeah, marathon. Olympic okay. distance marathon. Yeah. And, a, you know, the best guys will do it in under an hour. So they're it's going intense. over 26 miles an hour average speed for the yes. whole time. Wow. So, but it's a cool feeling to put some big wheels on and pass like a sure. bike rider. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, what? 26 is crazy <laughs> yeah. fast. It's crazy fast. Unrollable. It's crazy fast, yeah.
1: And keep that consistent the entire time. It's insane time.
2: to be in a pack of like 20 dudes ripping down a hill and you're going 40 miles an hour. That's intense. You just hear like... And you just yeah. fine. <laughs> so yeah, I just grew to appreciate all of it, man. It's like, but this, this you know, street parks, my roots always will be, but it's mm-hmm. like... Um I've had some pretty bad knee injuries over the years, so I had to uh I had to learn to get on with some other stuff, man, because I couldn't always I was always recovering from some I had three knee injuries, so it's like to get back in shape you gotta start pushing around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a great way to just get fit again so I could go. Three to the knee injuries. Yeah, three ACL reconstructions. It's been oh. a big part of my story, dude. It's burly but same knee? Same knee, yeah. Big part of your story? Yeah. Where, I mean... Where did it start? Dude, all right. So, <laughs> this is a good story. <laughs> yeah. The first time I blew my knee out, um, it's it's a funny story. So, like, my old man, I was leaving to go to the first X Games, got invited first to first X Games, and it's like, suddenly we went from, like, parking lot demos to X... You're invited to the X Games, right? Mm-hmm. So, being a skateboarder, big deal. Going to the X Games, and it was like, show up on the scene, all my idols there, skateboard dudes are there, mm-hmm. and it's nerve-wracking but i remember before i left my house my old man's like don't break your hip or your knee or some dumb shit you know <laughs> jinxed it yeah don't, don't <laughs> jinx, <don't laughs> jinx me, dude, right so i'm warming up and it's like we had just seen a bunch of our skateboard idols earlier that morning and like got hazed for our first time you know mm-hmm. so my mind just wasn't quite right mm-hmm. you know and the course was all weird if you saw the Dang, first that sucks you see
0: your skateboard idols, and you just get hazed my mind yeah, yeah my mind was weird it's up. like they, they, they were hitting you guys like what? Yeah, they were just rinsing
2: Fruit, the fruit. booters it the first time we heard Fruit booter. First time you heard first it? First time I heard it. Dang, it you in the first time you heard it. First time booter. we heard Fruit Booter. Fruit booter, Toss Pappas, gnarly skateboarder. Um, ended what, up making fr- Toss Pappas. He's a vert, vert skater. Is he the Any French f- guy? No, he's an Australian. Australian guy. He's a bad, bad dude. Yeah. And uh, ironically, we made friends with him years later, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but So I'm at the first X Games and um, we're warming up and it the, the practice was in the evening and in mm-hmm. Rhode Island in, at night. Like, dew kind of goes on the ground late in the evening. And so the ground was, like, a little slippery. And they, it's before they really knew how to make courses, right? They painted it with, like, house paint and threw some, like, um, sand into the paint. So you'd have traction. Oh, no. But there really wasn't great traction. Right. And so I had brand new K2 sole slides on with no grooves. I, for whatever reason, put on brand new setup, which is dumb. And I didn't have good grooves. But I front-sided the big ledge next to, like, the 20-stair rail. I was like, all right, I'm gonna f- weird frontside rails like that all the time, no big deal. And I go to jump on the rail frontside, and I'm sliding down. I feel my back foot slip out of its groove, like go to the channel one area. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna, I wanted to come out fakie. That was my whole intention, you know, frontside to fakie down the rail. And I felt my foot slip, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna land forwards. And I landed forwards, and I kind of landed 90, and the ground's a little wet. And my yeah. foot, I landed on both feet, and my foot kind of slid, and bah, popped right there on the spot. And I was like, oh, dude. And I just turned pro. Just started getting paid. First X Games. First X Games. Ugh. Taken away in the ambulance. Was so that during your terrible. run? terrible. Oh, like a practice? It was at, in warm man. So, so you didn't even make it I to never your never run? never made it to the run. Oh, never wow. Made it the run. So it was devastating. But it was kind of a blessing because at that time, I was just like, okay, this is, this is crazy. The, the levels, it wasn't that crazy then. But you could clearly like... You know how it is. You're going to you have to jump off stuff, get crazy. And so I was like, man, I got to figure out how I can stay in this without breaking myself. And that early on injury set me off into the path of like learning about marketing, learning about product development. And I leaned into that more. And then I had the opportunity to continue to skate, but I could kind of do whatever I wanted cuz my paycheck wasn't really from I didn't have to get paid from skating cuz I started doing marketing yeah. in product development. So, it was rad. So I just skated mini ramps and ledges and did mushroom bladey type skating. Mm-hmm. And I got to travel around the world and have fun and not really stress Cause mm-hmm. I had this job at doing other things and it slowly went more that way, but I always got to keep skating and mm-hmm. do it on my terms and not have to stress. So like, it's so fascinating. It is awesome yeah I don't mean yeah. To, I
0: don't mean to cut you up but it's just so yeah. fa- fascinating to like hear like the things that like lead to the other things that end up yeah. being what your life becomes yeah like, right? you, know, you start skating and then you you go to like the X games you take this injury which probably pushes you towards being like more of like yeah. the back-end stuff product development and that's like what you are, have grown to do now and exactly it's, it's a fascinating you know you could have easily just not have picked up skates and yeah and yeah could have worked that for after i don't know he how i'm still here it, dude i mean years, yeah. it's 31 years
2: now it's, it's intense it's insane it's awesome and it's been my only job really besides mowing yards yeah as a kid you know mm-hmm. yeah. so, that's cool yeah it's it's been a pretty rad journey and that that first x game is really cool i mean uh jamie thomas grew up near us and he was we looked up to him a lot and he went out the year before us to California and he made it work with a couple other dudes that grew up by us. And we're like, he was an inspiration. So he was at the first X Games and he didn't really know anyone either. He's from freaking Alabama mm-hmm. and we're the Georgia boys. So we're like, Jamie Thomas from Alabama. Yeah, didn't know that. I Grew up no in Dothan, Alabama, but he was always in Atlanta skating. But so Andy and I were kicking it with him in the first X Games, you know, and then uh, he wasn't hitting you with the became, or stuff. No, he didn't. No. That mm. it was new, new thing to hate. You know, like yeah. those guys didn't care back That's in the true. day. And he also knew I was skateboarding, so, so like whatever. But then you I'd the see it, I would see him years later when he was like blown up, and he'd be like, "You're on the dark side still, Tom." And, you know, I'd see it, saw him out in San Diego a couple times at some of the schools and at trade shows, or whatever. But yeah, that that dude was a big inspiration to me and Andy and a lot of the the kids from the south mm-hmm. early on, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's fun. Yeah, fun stuff. That's cool. And the and the I got to meet Ed Templeton at the first X Games, and he he's one of my favorite artists. He does uh, toy machine skateboards now, and Right. so yeah, I was just rad to meet meet the idols. And some of them turned out to be assholes, and other ones were, like really cool people. So. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's that's how it is in life, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true, right? Your idols aren't always like what you think they are, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: but they always disappoint you. Not always. Not always. Not always. But, but I mean, just meet them quick and leave. Yeah, maybe just, it's just, best. Just so you can keep the idea.
2: I think a lot of the. Pros and our sport are cool, though, man. Everyone's so yeah, I humble, too. So, yeah. Everyone's so chill and humble, yeah. and no one's, like, become a millionaire off of it. And you think that's why? I think it's part of it, man. The money? It's humble. When you go to the skate park and some 17-year-old kid's making fun of you, it's like, you can't take it too seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had that as a 40-year-old man, like some 17-year-old kid running his mouth. You know, you're like, Can be your dad, kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, get out of here. Yeah. So, yeah. Now,
0: it's yeah. always interesting to see
1: I never thought about that, why like, pros, our pros are so humbling. And anyway, everyone's generally pretty nice, I would say, yeah, as far as skaters go.
0: You I, know I th- what I mean? Yeah, I think it is. No, I, I've thought about that myself. And I, I think the, the, it's just because you're surrounded by some really talented people, but no one's really being recognized for their talents in, like a cultural level. So yeah. like the only people that are recognizing each other's talents are like the are people within each the culture. other. Yeah. yeah. Z- so it's, it's just so like small. and everyone else is just like, ah, oh, these guys are lame or fruit booters or whatever yeah. the term that it is. Mm-hmm. But so it's just like this like, yeah, well, you know, everyone thinks what I do is lame. Mm-hmm. And when it's really not lame at all, it's super cool. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's hard
2: like, to make it look good though, dude. Skating? Yeah. Whoa. What it's a claim. To, let's get it's, into this. Dude, it's hard to make it look good i'll say it right now it's like well you know what i'd say I, 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 i'd say good.
0: i'd say i don't know if i agree with that <laughs> i may, i don't know if i agree with that but I'm, i i can agree with this it's easy to make it look goofy
2: yeah so, well so, when you're so learning to that skate be it when you that could be more of the, it's yeah. rare that someone learns to skate and they don't look goofy right because it's, and it's so only like, people like you guys like if you're super athletic you know i mean i've had friends that are like incredible bmxers get on skates and it was just like i mean that's no they were out of control it's most like, people do, do you... yeah
1: like a lot of people i've been to skate parks where skateboards like like propping us down like oh that's sick like can i try them and i've given my skates to skateboards or kids on scooters same thing they extend they have to hold each other it's, up dude, they it's can't hard really to... do it they're like a like a newborn deer or a horse or whatever like you know they're just like <laughs> and that dude and that's, that's why now it's
2: so rad because people can skate around so good you yeah. know you look at like freaking Danny Beer or Alex or, you know, John, John, Sean Keane like Mm -hmm. just the way they go from the trick Mm -hmm. to the next trick to me. Okay. You can do your tricks, whatever. But like, how do you look? Yes. Going in and out. Yeah. And people really care about that now. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they did not from my generation. It was just like, Mm
0: -hmm. well, no, no, it it was even like, I wouldn't even say also that leaked into my generation. Like it wasn't like about, you know, how you, you could do the biggest thing and you could, Maybe fall away from it like boo foo, foo That's yeah. just that's just a New York yeah. thing. Yeah. I think
1: we used to clown on people oh, who on. didn't know how to like actually skate, but threw themselves like 450 Royale down a stair rail. We're like, come yeah. on, learn how to skate backwards first before you try to do this. Stuff. And that's
2: why a lot of dudes like, you know, you hear the Philly dudes and guys in Atlanta that, that kind of that early generation. They're hard on the style because yeah. it, ne- it needed to happen. Dude. It did. It, it did. needed to happen. It's like. Can't ride away into the grass, running away from the rail, and like, (laughs) exactly, I would never let that happen in this physics video. And then some of the guys were bummed, like, I can use that clip for the physics video because I ran into the grass and slammed. Like, yeah, you're gonna look cooler because of it, you know. But (laughs) yeah, and I mean, you can get away with it now. I feel like there's, there's this. I don't know. There's this freestyle. There's this freestyle approach to skating, but it's in control, and I really, I really dig it. You know. Yeah, well, so.
1: a lot of a lot of skaters now are mixed in with like the big wheel skating, distance skating, yeah. wizard blading, all that type of stuff, mushroom yeah. skating, and that all helps your skating in general either way, and that will yeah. help. And kids that came from hockey
2: better. are rad. Yeah. And a lot of the best dudes right now came from hockey. You know, if yeah. you think about it. Yeah. Scooter they, guys, you say? No, like the best wizard guys, the, the just best in, in skaters. General. In general. Oh, best skaters! You came know, the the kids that grew up playing hockey that get on skates are just mm-hmm. rad. Yeah, they they can skate around. They know hockey, how to skate? You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You you just I don't know. It's like the Kelso brothers are so sick. The way they just skate around and like their approach. They know and, how to skate. Yeah, they know yeah. how to skate. And that and that I don't know. That's the difference now. Alex knows mm-hmm. how to skate. You don't have to jump off a building to look impressive. It's just yeah. like,
0: I mean, it's it's it almost seems like nowadays, like sometimes, like the idea would be. Like that—that's almost lame. If you're looking like to do something like big and burly without the control, like where back in the day, mm-hmm. it was like if you did something big and burly without the control, it's like whoa, you still get like the legend. Now nowadays people would be like, yeah, hey, well, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of just shouldn't have to. You don't have to do that. Yeah, like you know, which is I think it's it's uh you know, I I don't think you should be critical of anyone skating, but I like the idea like of just like enjoy skating. I used
2: to be so critical and lame. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> But I think we all can be judged. I, I judged contests
2: yeah. for a while. That was like... You're literally a judge. I got the flex. I'm judging. You're a judge. judge <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But it, it, after a while, it's was like, no, nah, I'm not going the same way. But it was fun while it lasted, for sure. It's a tough job, judging. It, it. is a tough job. Did you
1: judge all the superhicks?
2: I skated in most of those. I think I judged a few of them. I was busy running the thing there was a lot oh, to yeah. do but um i always skated the old man contest i
1: was gonna i was about to talk about that because it's funny i was talking about this recently about the old man contest for the super Because what year was super Hick? like or generally like mid 2000s yeah so yeah. like what was old
2: man back then it was like 30 and up old man age was always my age it was <laughs> based how on It, on you <laughs> it <were>. used <laughs> to
0: be 25 and up well yeah, well, yeah what, because what what was, was it used to be you
2: remember the exact criteria and up. like Ugh, wasn't dude, there, it was, like a I list of things this. or like it became, it had to be lists of was things it, Was it actually later.
1: 25 and up like what Billy said? Yeah, yes. Like, I think it was. No, no. I'm so, like, so 25
2: and up was old neck. Okay, cop.
0: you could
1: It me.
2: was my age and younger so at the time, <laughs> we were all, <laughs> boys, we were I, all I like, like
0: 16, 17, 17 18, 19, yeah. 20. Yeah, yeah, like and that was like the lion's share yeah. of like the like the people skating at the time right. so like, 25, 24,
2: 25,
1: 26. Yeah. yeah. Andy, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 25. I remember the 30. Arcs, 25 and I believe the old it. Man. I definitely believe it. But that's like hilarious. It's like, think about it now. You didn't think 15, 20 years ago we were going to laugh back on, on that no. moment and be like, can you imagine it's that? It's man? And I'm
2: stoked that everyone it's everyone's older now and yeah. holding it down, you know? But
0: it's, it's cool that everyone's older and we're getting some younger kids starting. Thank, thank yeah. you for that. We need
2: more of them. We need more. We've mm. got we've got to farm them.
0: We've got to farm them. <laughs> that's it. We've got to cultivate it.
2: We got but, to go around in person mm-hmm. and hoe the fields. Hoe
1: yeah. So what do you think that we could do about that? Like ways that we could entice more kids to put skates on their feet because I'm sure that's a big part of rollerblade in general. Yeah, right? for sure.
2: It's a mix of things, and we sell a lot of kids skates, and a lot of times what happens is they become like teenagers and they get girlfriends, whatever, right. or then they get a car and they. They fall away from it, um, or they download TikTok, or know, they download TikTok, something or whatever. Like that. No. But you know, I, th- I think we got to honestly keep doing more of the same of mm-hmm. what we're doing right now. I think it's going to continue on because everyone's making it look so good. Like I said, the brands are doing cool stuff. Your stuff, your new stuff, looks amazing. It's like to me, it's where I always wish it was from the beginning, mm-hmm. but it's now. So it actually looks cool. There's a unique style. We don't we don't pull so much from other sports. And when kids do see you at the skate park, and then they do go online, they're seeing rad photos, Mm. good videos, and and then I also think we got to get back out there in the parks and just not like be good, represent, not be like good role models, but be cool to the kids a bit, Mm. you know, and and show them and teach them. And that that's happening. It's not. I'm not saying like we need to start because that's happening, you know what I mean. Mm. But um, just getting out there more and being in front of people skating and Mm -hmm. doing it, yeah. That, and that sounds pretty lame in general. And then, uh, you know, advertising on the Internet more, you know, like really putting cool stuff out there. Yeah. Do like billboards and <laughs> stuff you, like we've all been doing. Yeah. Know, like do you stuff. think
1: like demos would help that? Is that like an old mentality? Like, no, I do you think I, we could do more demos of that. Demos
2: work, man. We have a demo van that Miles Cotter Sparrow drives sitting over here. Right now. Is that the one in the driver right now? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, we wrote there's a couple of people that drive, it. Miles is in charge of the van. But mm-hmm. Miles goes around with that van. Um, it's got demo skates in it. He opens the doors, teaches people to skate and gets after it. And you know, that's one of the first times I saw skating was, uh, there was, there was like a, a race thing at our local mall or whatever. And I heard team rollerblade was going to be there. And I went down there and these dudes rolled up in a little van and this guy did a stair ride. and I was like, no way, you know, it's so crazy. And so, yeah, you got to get out there. You got it's, it's a lot of things, a yeah. lot, a lot of, lot of little, well thought out things. I think are going to um, set it, I mean, it's set off now, man. It's mm-hmm. happening right now. Like it's going off. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's a cool time. Um, and I know what you're saying, like, <clears throat> like being the good role model thing. And I don't think it sounds lame, but I think it's not, now is a good time for to have space for everything where it was just yeah. like so much of one thing. Mm-hmm. It's good to have the things that like accommodate to the kids and accommodate. to yeah. so, like I, you know, I, you know, I know like a lot of, I'm, personally not a parent but I have a lot of friends who are parents and i know they have concerns about bringing kids like places yeah, and having sure, to be yeah. cool stuff yeah. and i think there's a space for the other part too like you know, I, the, the I had, had an stuff. experience dude a few years ago that
2: mm-hmm. um i was like damn it kind of like brought this all to a head i yeah. brought my kids out here to skate and um you know they're like oh we want to skate with so-and-so i don't want to name names you know okay yeah I, um yeah i want to skate with so-and-so like yeah yeah they're they're homies and contacting them and we all met at the park, and dudes like rolled up with joints in the lip smoking. Like, I, I personally don't care, but yeah. Like, yeah. My kids are like 12. Come on. 13. Yeah. And, and they're like, looking up to you. Yeah. And they're like, Yeah, dad, those guys are smoking cigarettes, you know? Like, yeah, it's but not it's a good just look. like, you know, do your thing, but just sometimes think just about be conscious what environment you're in, man, yeah. and like realize that. 12 year old kids not 18 or whatever you know like and it it, it just you gotta have like i had to have kids julio's got kids um you know i have dogs you have dogs yeah too (laughs) but no you you seriously as you grow up you're like oh this is so i think we had to go through all these phases and realize Mm -hmm. all this stuff and again you know it's like that part of skating's rad that there is that you know counterculture party thing and it always remained but there's a time and place for it and there's a couple of events I've been to. Like I would not want to bring my kids when they are little. You know. Yeah, what they I mean? that definitely happens. But um, so, but there's, but then there's events like Blading Cup that yeah. we're going to this weekend. That oh, that's a perfect run, example. Run well, weekend. and yep. um, every once in a while, we just got to make sure we have a family-friendly kind of thing. And but you also got to keep the other parts of it that make our culture awesome too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Something for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. A little bit. of, You know, you get the little different kind of music genres too everything like mm-hmm. like I said like back in the day it was just like a uniform how we could be or what we could do but mm-hmm. so many options now
2: yeah God, cool. there's people wearing chain wallets again and yep yeah, yeah, one of them's in the backyard. Yeah, well, was shout just, out John it Bellino. It's on the table. So, Guy, like, <laughs> our, our 94sties are back, and I love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's super see. Cool. It took a long time to it's, get uh, here. I was like, is it going to happen? And then all of a sudden, like, Taylor got off the airplane earlier this summer. I was like, yo, that's like, yes. They yeah, were back. <laughs> yes. And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about?
0: Yeah. Anyway, yeah, there's a there's a Janko blader out there. Shout out Dolphin. I believe he's a Janko blader. Yeah, he's skating in Jencos. There's something the freeing J- about Yeah, shout out Dolphin. He's the homie. Air Dolph. Air Dolph. Oh, okay. yeah. Wait, he's here? No, he's not here. Oh, he might be name. watching. I don't know. Oh, he?
1: Oh, he's always here. I hope you You know, my oh, okay. friends, my friends, <laughs> yeah. my
2: friend's dad used to always call um, my pants "40 day shitters." This, this, this southern guy's like, "Man." <laughs> How come you wear them forty day shitters? Because the pants are so big. I don't know in his mind, maybe you can shit for forty could, days. Yeah, now? it was so funny. That yeah. He, so those kind of pants would always. Be I'm just trying to put shitters.
0: that together. And it's it made so no funny. sense, but it's just yeah. a good tidbit.
2: Uh, I like but no, that. No, those pants are actually really. You know, there's some like karate feel to them.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's cool. It's like um a karate feel. Yeah, it yeah. feels good, dude. There's something
2: There's something good about skating in some bigger stuff.
1: Yeah. I love the pants talk today. Every episode we've been talking about pants. There's pants pants that's are a important. huge deal yeah. in skating. Probably, <laughs> imagine
2: top three. if you didn't have pants on. How dangerous skating? Be like like a Spartan.
0: I normally skate with shorts. Six months out of yeah, the year. You skate least. with shorts. Yeah, About yeah. six. I can't do that. I get hot legs. I that's why. Hot thighs. Can't too sweaty. Hot thighs. Yeah. You can't so, fall. My
2: you can't. approach is no falling. Yeah, you no know, falling. Yeah, exactly. You can wear approach. shorts if you're not going to fall. Yeah, that's Planning a good not to fall. <laughs> that's what it is.
1: It is. Isn't it weird that like like. A tiny little bit of fabric is what makes us feel secure skating even though if we bust our shins anyway without the pants i mean it kind of does i guess but i think it's more mental than anything else because whether you shin or rail or fall on your knee you're scraping it regardless if you have pants on or shorts it
0: honestly depends like on the denim like if you have dusty denim, yeah, for example, that's, that's yeah. going to protect you. Dusty
1: you yeah. know denim. what I mean?
0: And that's going to check out my boy Hayden it's Ball. And dusty denim. I mean, it's going to hold out the booth you down. With the Blaney cup. Yeah, It's just like strong leathers. It Provides the same thing when you're riding a motorcycle. I got just, just a pants. thin layer of mm-hmm. protection. It's going to. Can take I get care some dusties
2: at the at the contest? They weekend? do have them available at the. There's a booth. Yeah, it's good to know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But, um, I actually want to go back to talking about, um, you were talking about how things have come full circle from back in the day to yeah. now and where like every kind of aspect of skating is acceptable now. Yeah.
2: Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, man. It's just, like I said before, when we, when we first got on the scene, we didn't want anything to do with anyone that wasn't at Core. the skate park yeah, or yeah. just grinding rails or just, you know, street skating as yeah. it was back in the day. And then to see it morph has been so rad. Um. And then I, I got to credit, you know, like uh, the mushroom blading guys really, to me, like that was a real. They're the ones that did it. That's a pivotal period. Yeah. Like I'm not, they didn't, I don't think they like brought skating back, dude, but they made, they brought that, the two worlds together. You know what mm. I mean? They kind of like, did. Yeah. It's like some of the stuff's like, I don't know, like almost we are like, that's kind of, like we would have made fun of some of those moves, but it's done with such precision that it looks amazing. Yeah. You know, and, um, I'm just stoked to see that, and I think they bridge that gap. And now people have multiple pairs of skates, and that's like that's just good for the industry. you know yeah. it's good. That is true. It's yeah, fun. Like the your anti rocker 58 millimeter setup to skate across New York City sucks. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'd rather ride your bike with yeah. your skates on your back, but now it's like there's flat setups where skating around New York City is not that bad. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, you'd be like aerial. Maybe you've got your flat frame setup that you're skating to the, the park on with your Grinding setup on your back, yeah. you know, it's like.
0: No, I mean, so, like, I, I love the the option of having the the like the aspect of having the options because, yeah. like, it's like, look at a guitar—you have like an electric, you got like yeah, acoustic, yeah, exactly. or like drums. Like, oh, okay, we'll use the mallets today, yeah, the yeah. five Bs, the brushes, the brushes. or the yeah. things that bring it's like whatever an different... having one kind of brush. Yeah, a it's exactly. Not a so it's, it's just... like, and you know, there's there, It'd be cool to have like I'm looking forward in the future to having like you know, metal flat setup like mm-hmm. you know. Anti rocker setup. It's I'm now. always gonna have an anti rocker yeah. setup. I love that. See, and, yeah, see, they always. Come. But, but I'm not gonna skate from the east side to the yeah, west side dude. all across like three yeah. miles on anti rocker setup. That's a nightmare. No, no way. That's a nightmare. Yeah.
1: It's expensive too. The wheels. It's expensive. It is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you blow through them pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The experience
2: sucks. You know. So. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Tom, what's what's new for rollerblade this year? Oh, you know. Yeah. Let's get into oh, some. You know. some blank let's get stuff. into it. So, blank officially launched y'all, and it's been years in the making. Um, we, as you guys have probably knew, we made liners before we had frames that came on the new Jack series of skates. And it's something I've wanted to do since like the third year I worked at RB and, um, different brand managers over the years, they just weren't into it. And the, 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 category of just inline skating altogether really wasn't booming. It was like, is this thing just going down, down, down. And it was again, perfect timing. Um, so like almost two years ago now, I guess, Jeremy Stonier, who, you know, was the boss of Rollerbed USA, became the international brand manager. Jeremy grew up in New York City. He used to, you know, bomb the streets at night, mm-hmm. early, early days, like from the Huge shout generation. out Jeremy Stonier. Yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy's great. Yeah. And now he's the big boss at RB and he mm-hmm. understands that it takes all these niche categories to keep the sport relevant for the sport, number one, uh, and then for the brand rollerblade to keep growing and so jeremy right when he got his job was like look you and kyle need to get a skate together because we need to do something cool in the aggressive space finally kind of giving me the blank slate no pun intended mm-hmm. to do something because <laughs> i've been working there forever with all these ideas and i just mm-hmm. haven't been able to flex any of them because you know what's this category doing any smart person wouldn't throw a bunch of money into something right. where he... so it was like yeah we could see the signs and so it's like all right get it together but take your time in the development the whole thing was like it's coming out when it's right and it's been a really rad um way to do something because it wasn't rushed mm. and we got the space to really test things and develop them and that's what blank's all about it's um a space within the rollerblade brand to try new things and you'll see we've got a bunch of cool ideas and stuff we're testing now that may or may not come out and we've been doing that for years yeah i mean we came to Winter Clash a few years ago with the Warlock prototype thing that we built with all these 3D parts and that was a really cool experiment and being able to do that's been awesome and then the new skate just coming out finally is just killer because it's how the skate, how I wanted to do the skate in the very beginning, uh, it's, it's that way now. So uh, with all the correct parts and the sole plate right and the frames right and it's if, if you look at the skate, it's all the little details that make that skate really yeah. mm. when you have a look. If you look at the blank skate, it's very simple looking, but then you tear it apart. You pull out the shock absorber. You see how the liner is constructed, how the sole plate mounts. Um, it's just been it works good man. Mm.
3: It works yeah really it looks
2: good. like
0: you spend some time on it and we as, as we heard like obviously because plank is a sponsor of Chump street podcast mm. we've heard on the show that it's been a two-year development making it it's
2: been a two year yeah it's, which is maybe even longer dude yeah. if you add up all the stuff and like i said i'm always tinkering and doing this stuff so now now it's the the first launch came out as you guys probably know it's a what we're calling a beta launch so we just made sizes eight nine and ten and send them out to a bunch of people get their feedback and then we're making another run of them that'll be available early in the summer and Making any little tweaks If they need them Right now It's been People are just loving it As it is I don't even know If we're gonna have to Change much Luckily It's a great skate uh, Yeah thanks man And
0: honestly Like the team's incredible Like I said like, We're always like Throwing yeah. praise over To the guys And like Huge fan of Sean Keane Yeah Sean It's what all about Amarin, the people dude Cam, man yeah. Sven. Yeah. Sven How <laughs> Is he still Look, doing dude, yeah. it's, he in, is, it's just shocking Yeah what's like, up with that like, He's an athlete Go man. follow his Instagram he Like seriously He's still doing section too. N Street Plastic pusher section It's just unbelievable Yeah You
2: mean Stays fit, listens to his body. He's just made a. It's amazing how long his career's been. So yeah. I think it's
0: something about the cold and Holland that game. preserves you. It's like something. He also kind
2: of, I don't know, sort of had an off season because of the weather. I mean, he would skate parks, but oh, he wasn't okay. killing himself in the street half the winter. I don't know. I'm just speculating. No, <laughs> spend, spend <laughs> he's lasted trains. a long time. I mean, he stays fit. He yeah. goes to the gym. He looks like it. Yeah, he, you know, he doesn't eat like a pig. Yeah. How old is he by the way? Forty. Yeah. Okay. That's 41 I, now? 40, I 41, I, 40. I think.
0: Yeah, 41. And it would be great to have him on the podcast. We try to have him yes. on. He'll come,
2: though, dude. Well, He's waiting to be in person. Okay, we got to get him. Is that what it is? Yeah, he doesn't want to do it ever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll figure that out. Cool. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's seriously all about the people you put around you. And, and there's, you know, Cameron and Sean uh, stuck through the crappy times where mm. things just weren't moving and happening. And they luckily believed in me. And... So I really, uh, to me, it's very important to take care of those guys and then even take care of the dudes from before, you know, like we'll be helping out Rob G. That's um, amazing. Andy Cruz. I mean, you got to keep, you got to keep the people that started this. I wish we could support everybody that started it. But um, yeah, the guys that stuck to it while the years I worked at RB, like it's my duty to make sure those guys live on. They made a big impact to the sport. And then Cameron and Sean still have so much to give. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we bought on Tony. Uh, Tony's Tony's been ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he's... Lives near me in the south. It's important to have the scene in the south be strong. There needed to be another hero developed, and mm-hmm. Tony was a logical. He's a good choice. role model, too. Yeah, um, he's just um, yeah. so we had him on the dude. show, too. And I he just
0: transcends everything. skating, too, yeah. of like his personality. Yeah, like dude. What he, he does. can get on the
2: twisters and rip yeah. around the city, and it looks amazing. Yeah, you know? and it's a totally different urban style. He's not doing a lot of slidey slides, he just looks powerful mm-hmm. and looks really good and we have Maxime Janot who you'll see more of he wasn't able to travel this year because of COVID but this kid is a sender on big jumps and transitions and stuff and like we met him when he was a young dude in was on years ago and put him on and hopefully we give Maxime some time to shine because you guys will be super impressed by the way this kid skates too he's just you know all the guys have their own unique yeah. approach man and that it's it's an art form the way I see it and um I don't care what place any of my guys get in a contest. I could care less if they just show up to make their mark and look fresh out there and uh, make the sport look cool. I think they're lucky in this times cause they don't have to worry about that. You know, it's like, I wish I didn't have to worry about ASAs cause I sucked at transitions yeah. cause we didn't have transitions in Atlanta. There was right. zero skate parks and now, you know, these kids get to come up, you kind of, oh, yeah. your, your generation started it, yeah. you know, but um, yeah, you can have video parts now. It's like
1: how, how rad is that? Yeah. You know, it's like, Film them at your leisure. Yeah, man. Put them mm-hmm. up on YouTube, and Instagram, and that's like better promotion than anything else.
2: Totally. It's like Alex Broska oh. doesn't have to skate in another contest in his life. Yeah. No. Care. It's rad to see these guys when they do. I, I would still prefer
0: him to do so. I would too. Mm-hmm. Big fan. I mean, yeah. and will it, and probably skate And the reason why
2: is is you don't know who that little kid that's there that may be a little skateboarder, BMX, or freaking karate nerd kid that mm. walks by downtown Santa Ana and sees someone that makes it look so cool. Just mm. like, I got to do that. And mm. that's how it happens. That's right.
0: exactly how it happens. That's how it
2: happens. You And that's my point. is You just never know who's watching you. You never know who your next boss is going to be. You know, like just... If you realize that in your life, it's it makes a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then
0: don't roll up the joint on the way to the skate park. Maybe that not. Too. Go by yeah. the ramp. Go up on the, Go like the, ramp, the ramp up on the hill. Mm. a hike.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Use your brain. Yeah. A little bit. Exactly. Here and there, you know.
0: Because yeah. you never know who's looking, like you said, yeah, and you I never do. know. Yeah. That's important stuff because that is how it happens. Like I mean, like for me, like you know, I don't know about for you, but like when I started, uh, it was just like those little things that you would see that would get you hooked like, you know you saw yeah. like the thing on tv and then you go to the skate park and it's like oh that's yeah it's little you know? peaks man if that person that i saw when i come over been a jerk or something i'd have been like oh maybe I don't, maybe i don't like yeah no, that's, that's a huge part of it too yeah
2: being more it, welcoming it's, dude it's tough like there was periods where it just like you know you've talked about this in the podcast like to get hazed every time you go to the skate park yeah. that'll wear you out
0: dude. yeah yeah it's exhausting and even
2: as a grown-ass man who's dedicated his life yeah. to it there's times my local skate park in huntsville alabama where i live there aren't any inline skaters at that park. So I'm there solo as a grown man and mm-hmm. my son will skate with me sometimes, but yeah. it's like yeah, He's so,
0: got to be courageous to do that too. Dude, totally. Yeah.
2: And and you hear the you know, it's yeah, like yeah, of I, course. you know, it's so I, you got to really love it and but what's rad now is like no one really cares. And I think even even that generation of the haters of whatever other sports that starting happens, to get, fade they don't care dude mm-hmm. and all fade. these they used to do it too so yeah but yeah it, it's, it's hard
0: it's hard to hate like super hard when like you're in the olympics and justin Bieber skateboards and like Lil yeah, wayne come skateboards come <laughs> yeah. and like literally like anytime any company wants to sell anything they're like yo just slap a skateboard on it mm. so it's like no offense we love the skateboarders much respect we've mm. done a ton of stuff but it's just kind of hard to um be like yeah this, this is so lame it's like well
3: no, it's come just,
0: on. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, we're all in well, the, the, uh, you know <laughs> <mean? laughs> the same playground, then, yeah. So. No, it's true, exactly. And, and it's just at the end of the day, it's just fun, right? Like, you know, I, I got a ton of love for uh, my skateboarder friends and got a lot of skateboarder friends and BMX friends, but I it's it's like I think the bullying thing has gotten to a point just where bullying they, they in general is Well, bullying, bullying in general is whack, of course, but I mean, like, I think the thing uh, it's it it's served their purpose for a while, and I just don't think it's like it's something that could serve their purpose any longer, you know, so sure good Mm. it's good it's a good thing Mm.
2: everyone's gotta earn their place in society i guess take their Mm. smashes here and there but yeah yeah man
0: well you know what i think in a second not now okay but shortly we're gonna open it up for questions super chats but before we do that please hit the like button (laughs) and shout out to our sponsor for this episode blank (laughs) Mm mm-hmm
3: so, um, perfect.
1: You were, I cut you off no, 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 I wanted to talk a little bit more about the development of the new Sean Keene skate I know yeah. you spoke you said it was a lot about the details that made yeah. the skate and that's something where I when I finally saw it in person when you showed me at the, in New York that one time in the hotel you took it apart the soul play and everything there was a lot of things that I'd never seen on a skate before and I'm sure I think you said it had been in your head forever like what were some of the problems you we were trying to solve by being able to build a skate from the ground up now
2: well, we took the solo boot mold, which we all love the way that thing fits. The flex, everything is great. It's kind of like, it's not super narrow. It's kind of middle. So it holds your, most people's feet well. It's impossible to make a skate boot shell that fits everyone's feet. Yeah. If you do, it's a sloppy, f- sloppy feeling. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, all right, this is the best kind of middle ground here. It works awesome. So we went with that mold. And the first thing we did was you know, close up the little vent holes that were mm-hmm. on there. Because originally when we did that skate, it was the Solo Fusion Skate. If you remember, there was like a big wheel urban style skate version of it. Or you could get the Solo, which came with sole plate wings on the side. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there was a hesitancy because the just the investment's a lot to do yeah. all, like all the molds inside. So we had to make a skate that was good for... Um, kind of urban cruising with big wheels and then one that could grind too. And so it, the design team that I was working with earlier on, the felt like it needed to have like this sort of, you know, recreational element look to it. So there was a the vent holes and so it was a bit of a compromise. And so when it was time to do the blank project like, we're like fill in those holes, it looks way cooler. Um, something Rob and David want to do when David skated for RB, like we wanted to do that a long time ago. That's forever ago. ago. And so we're like, all right, we'll, we'll do that. It needs a whole new cuff design. So we designed a completely new cuff. There's a dog in the room.
1: Sorry. There's a couple dogs in the room.
2: So we designed an all new cuff and then a completely new sole plate design. That's probably what we spent the most time on was the sole plate. plate, Yeah. Because as we all know, it's like your frame and sole plate are like. Super key to the grind feel,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and um, we had the wings thing that the old solo skate was done with, mm-hmm. and that worked good. I mean, a lot of people love those, mm-hmm. um, but it looked Hello. it looked terrible. Sorry, I'm sorry, no
0: I have a dog here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're doing this episode live from Bella's my house. Bad. I apologize. <laughs> There's someone beeping outside. We have some guests coming by. Continue it's on. It. It's
2: hectic. It's a cup weekend. Sorry. I think I was talking about the sole plates. Yeah, the yes. sides. Yeah. Yeah. So. We, we had those, and then all through the years, we, we, we tested a bunch of different stuff, mm-hmm. um, machined some different things. and So when it came down to making a decision, we were like, all right, do we go with a one-piece sole where it's like a sandwich where you have your frame, sole plate, boot like everyone mm-hmm. does? Yeah. Or do we try and maintain that frame-to-boot mount, which we like the feel of that. We like being as close to the wheels as possible because for obvious reasons, you have more balance mm-hmm. and control. And so we're like, how are we going to do that? 'Cause the wing thing just looked weird. And so I was just like, well, Kyle, let's let's join them mm-hmm. and it'll look like a one piece sole place and it'll it'll be torsionally stronger because it's connected. So it added torsion strength to the bottom of the boot shell. And then the way it bolts in, so it just makes the floor of the skate more rigid, mm-hmm. which is uh, something we like a design problem that I always saw with mounting directly to the boot. Mm-hmm. Because the higher you go, the more torsion there is yeah. on your ankles and feet. So making it real low, that was important. So dialing in that sole plate, right? We went back and forth, like, should we go one piece? Da, da, da. And then Ariel and I got into it a bunch, and we were like, one piece. And then kind of at the last minute, we're like, no way. These direct mounts are the best way. And we made one more prototype, and we we're like, yeah, this is it, dude. It mm-hmm. felt so good. And then we ran with that, and that, that was the big thing. And then we, we took the, the blank frame that was out. And we brought the H block lower because um, that frame was designed specifically for anti rocker. And we wanted a frame that you could ride flat or anti rocker. Um, and so bringing the H block down helped that a lot. So it made it way better for a flat rocker. And then in the liner itself, you know, just little things like a neoprene toe that you can stretch. That's not like some new design, but we added it to the blank um liner which we all we've always had a good foam package in the liner and so we brought that similar foam package into the liner modified it a little bit and then put a, a really good footbed in there a lot of companies love scamp on thing. the footbed mm-hmm. and it's one of the most important things about a skate you don't see it that's a fact but you put it on and you feel it mm-hmm. yeah and and if you have your foot supported right you get less bruises and you have more control of the skate so it's a fine line of like Doing the shock absorber the right, uh, hardness, having a good footbed, it's all these little things that lead to control of the skate, having a, a shell that fits your feet. And Rollerblade's owned by Nordica Ski Company, and they make some of the best ski boots in the world, mm-hmm. and liners, and so that when we go to Italy, there's a lot of cool stuff we can learn from the, these guys that have been making high-end injection molded ski boots basically we just make small ski boots you know mm-hmm. and, and yeah. skating so learned a lot from them learned a lot from the materials for that and um that's that's the huge part of it you can look at a skate and they look similar but the feel of plastics and flex is all quite different yeah up the game on the straps a whole bunch mm-hmm. um just put a burly buckle on there and just yeah man it's it feels right you skated it off. yeah the, the two <laughs> things
1: i've been riding them for what was it, like two months ago or something like that yeah something like um, that um the two things I noticed when I first put the skate on was, like the low center of gravity with the, the unique sole plate design, mm-hmm. and then the flat bottom boot because I guess I didn't realize how used I've been raised heel boots riding over all the years. Yeah. Um, what's the benefit of flat bottom
2: boot? So, so flat bottom boots, a few things. Like I said, you can your wheels can be close to your feet, and right. it, the the K two fatty was the first skate that did that. Like it had zero flat? heel lift. People would get on those and fall back. Yeah. Yeah. The lean back. So it was too flat i think with the k2 fatties. like a little bit of heel raise is good Mm -hmm. so we we said okay we want that we want the boot to be flat so everything mounts strong and flat and the ufs system all goes in good but the the heel lift comes in the shock absorber which is in the skate right so you you fill that that space for the heel lift with a shock absorber that's really firm Mm -hmm. so that's part of the reason it feels so unique when you're skating and it's Mm -hmm. like you don't feel that shock absorber just standing in it but when you jump down five stairs you notice that is there right Mm -hmm. so because if something's too squishy then again you lose control Mm -hmm. and feel so Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it's all those little things man it's that's true. Those, Those little things are super important. Yeah, and I also love that. I, I
1: tell us to everybody who asked me about it because obviously so many people asked me about the skate when I was posting videos and pictures of myself riding them. And the one thing I said was, like, you could tell the skate was made by a company that knows what they're doing and been in the game for a long time, because yeah. like, the second you put it on, everything like you said, the strap to, like, you... Boot up, you put your foot in the liner, oh, this is a nice liner. Yeah. The insole is, is super comfy. It's like nice arch support and everything, which you don't feel. You snap the buckle on, like, oh, it's a solid slap. Yeah. Like, even the strap and everything, super solid, super official. Tighten the so
2: hard where you feel it. Yeah,
1: it's, you feel every every yeah. little detail on the boot was, like, to perfection. So that was just, Thanks, like, man. one of the main things that. when people asked me about it. That's, like, what I told them. I was like, it just, yeah. you could tell it's a quality product when you put it on. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah it it's cool man it's because we had the time and space yeah,
1: that's what to do, I'm saying, right? if you
0: take two years to do it it's gotta be yeah. something that you like really mess with those little intricate aspects because yeah. you can you can make something really nice but to like take that it much takes time, time to work yeah, on dude, it like you really work out those little mm-hmm. nicks and nacks so. and it's
2: it's, it's a, a more of an expense the longer you right. uh, on a business side the longer you spend developing something you know it's like and and we we were waiting to get into the market. We could have just jumped back in and rushed things, and um, but the the product line was getting stale. But it was like we'd rather just wait another year and get it out there and mm-hmm. make it right. And it was well worth it. And gave us time to dial in the team and get mm-hmm. get good marketing ahead of it mm-hmm. to build up the hype. And um, so it's it's off to the races now, man. It's, it's really exciting. We've had a lot of people great are hyped feedback. on it. Too. Yeah, it feels good. It's awesome. Have that again and <laughs> people <laughs> excited about a project like that. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. can i ask one more gear related question about yeah. the wheels because the skates come with hydrogen wheels yeah which that's my first set that i've ever rode but they're really good wheels and everyone who has rode them in the past they're like some of the best wheels ever yeah what makes these wheels
2: so good it's just the urethane formula It's a good compound it's that's it's a science man to make a good wheel and the people that make our wheels our formula is rad and it works really good and the it's also has to do with the wheel profile is good and mm. good core um it's a fine mix of that and it can go wrong easy dude you know mm-hmm. wrong temperatures when you're making wheels or you know yeah off everything mix. like yeah it's hard dude making things is hard super hard way harder <clears> than <throat> you think that's why there's not a billion skate companies it's not like a skateboard deck where you can yeah. go get a graphic printed on it and call it right, a company right. it's yeah. way more complicated than that super hard
0: so heating up, cooling down, materials, yeah, everything. Totally. Nicknacks, pressure point, <laughs> yes. pressure points it's your foot. Yeah. It's not like a loose board, it's what goes around your foot and yeah.
2: It's interesting like Kyle and I have been talking a lot about this. If you look at if you're a skier, you don't expect your like a really good skier, you don't expect to put on ski boots and they fit. It's mm-hmm. like you got to take them to the boot fitter and they punch it out and grind it out and get it really custom to your feet and that's starting to happen more in our sport which is really cool because when you do that when you ride as small a skate as you possibly can and grind it out and stretch it out it's insane how high performance of a feel you can get it's like Mm. if you come from the hockey background hockey players like latimer always used to skate his skates really tight and small because there's that's where the control is yeah and that's what feels good about like a carbon skate but the shock from a carbon skate is so gnarly it's Mm -hmm. not Good for street skating. I never you know? thought carbon skates were good for street skating. It's That's my not, personal opinion. I tried but. and I wanted to believe it to be so, but it's just mm. not like.
1: I like the you know. flex of a plastic boot. I personally feel that flex. Yeah, so much you, it's shock like, a, it's like a street skating. You feel right? the love in a plastic skate. I always, I always yeah. say that you feel the love in a plastic boot. Like when you get down, you feel it better. And you
2: skate for several hours at a time, you know. No pressure standing points. Around, standing around. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool to see where all the product's going, man. I can't, mm. can't wait cool. to see what happens
0: that's no, really exciting yeah what's nice.
2: it been like working with Kyle Sola It's amazing He's Kyle's like one of my good friends too the two and of
0: you guys going at it I can't I can imagine some really good ideas going It's by.
2: funny because like I remember meeting Kyle years ago in New York and he was hanging with our crew and I was like, who is this dude he's an interesting guy mm. good talking to we just started immediately started nerding out and like, yeah that never stopped We just kept going and going and going and then you know he went to school for design and just got next level in his ability to communicate his ideas um and so it's been a really awesome help for me to work with somebody like that to articulate things that are in my mind i'll go over it with him we go back and forth and you know some things just go in the trash bin and other things happen you know Mm -hmm. so we part of the process we just wrote some stuff in new york that we're working on Or uh, sorry in amsterdam on the way to italy uh on my last trip we met there because he lives in zurich he went to amsterdam and we met for a couple ideas and skated around a couple new ideas and looked at some new 3d printed pieces and psh, boom, went our separate ways and yeah it's just and he's a good friend man he's just great a guy. Rad is, he, dude. is he gonna be
0: here this weekend
2: he is yeah oh, Ooh, yeah. nice that's a pull get your autograph art, art,
0: man yeah it's got to get autograph <laughs> again if you guys are around at the blade cup this weekend go to the blank booth go to kyle sola take a picture be he's learning. a very friendly guy
2: <laughs> he is yeah go <laughs> he always has cool glasses on fun. yeah yeah if you
0: Look he's a, he's a super sweet guy, but talk. go say hi to him and talented. check out his stuff. And his wife.
2: Extremely talented. His wife, Issa, is incredibly talented, yeah. too. So, uh, we're lucky to have uh, the soul of family in our sport, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. He's been doing a lot of good things to the sport, yeah, from his yeah. frames to working with other companies for booth designs. Stuff's made properly
0: now.
3: Yep. It's good. Absolutely. It's legit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And they'll, I'm sure there's other dudes like that coming up somewhere. Yeah. You know, so.
3: Mm.
0: All right, well, I think we're at the point where we might want to get into some of our questions. Yes. Um, if you do have any Super Chats, we haven't seen any thus far, but if we do see any Super Chats, we do have some questions lined up. We do split super that with chat. our guests. Have 50% with them. Um, but for now, we do have some questions lined up, and I would like to jump into those. Are you open to jump in, jumping quite into some questions? questions? you're open to it. You're not against it. Okay, we'll do it. <laughs>
2: Hopefully, I know the things. Okay, so. Sometimes I know things.
0: We actually have a question from Dusty Denim. Oh, wow. And Dusty Denim, fantastic jean might company. might be in this room. Mightn't be in this room. Great person. Go say hi. Dusty, dusty Denim booth at the wake
2: up. Dusty Denim. <laughs> that's going to be your audio. Yeah. Get yourself some <laughs> Dusty Denim. Oh, that's, good. that's the Kevin darling I can't do that. <laughs> Western wear for yeah. skating.
0: It's it's, a,
2: it's a, like a south. I had a, a southern talent. Yeah. I, had like a, a, I had a I had an economics teacher in high school named Coach Gann, Coach C. Gann. D. Gann. He had a list, <laughs> yeah. and he's like he spoke like that all day. Anyway, <laughs> something my kind of guy. Another I big like influence. <laughs> not, not really.
0: <laughs> um. So Dusty Denim asks, Dusty, does any Denim. frame besides blank come in extra large? Tell the Bigfoots they need a larger frame. The Bigfoots.
2: I don't know if they do, man. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Uh they because there's some big footed dudes. Um we we've got a long frame, I'm mm-hmm. proud to say, for the for the tall guys.
0: Nice. Kind of accommodates everyone. Yeah. That's a lot of the complaints that you know you hear on the back end, there's not a big enough skate, It's not a small enough skate, it's hard to like accommodate all Dude, the sizes. As, you know, yeah. as, well. as you know, with that's Mesmer, it. yeah, exactly. it's very
2: expensive. It's very expensive, very tough. A whole I mean that's you guys have half sizes, right? It's a whole and a half size up to um, size 10. Yeah. Um, and so that's rare. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's, it's rad because, it, like I said, per- that precision feel, yeah. you don't have to get a small, medium, large size shell and mm-hmm. just kind of make it work. It actually fits. And then, so we're planning on making the size 11 mm-hmm. molds next year. So that's the one mold that we're missing mm-hmm. in the full size range. Cool. So come, come this summer, you'll be able to get um all the sizes up to size 11 in the size size and a half in each show and then we'll have the 11s and then you'll be able to get the the 13s too 11 12 13 what about the the, what about the
1: kid size skates are you going to be doing those size
2: size five we want to do too so it starts in size six true size six but which is pretty small for
1: yeah that is yeah five is pretty small too five is very small yeah Mm
2: -hmm. needs to happen (laughs) just people with little feet it does giant feet a lot of human and, and, shapes. And women, There's too. a lot of human Girls, shapes. And yeah. women, too. Yeah. 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 A women. lot of ladies have liked... Oh, well, like Yandro.
1: Yandro's a size six. A lot of ladies you like the say, solos said, yeah, for that reason. Over
2: really? The years. Yeah. Because they were smaller. Anyway. Ladies love tall solos. <laughs> <laughs> what you got next, Fish?
0: Um, so Nathan Chase said... Um, I liked a lot of these questions because these are like... Um, kind of like... Blade nerd questions? I'm a blade nerd. I like that. And it's it's fitting for the podcast. I'm but. a wheel addict. Just there we kidding. Go. That's <laughs> Ricardo. I'm time Heiser. Uh, I'm,
2: a wheel <laughs> I'm a wheel addict. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> had, knows the best. Tom. Tom says.
0: How did you approach making skate Hall part of the rollerblading culture rather than just a shop that sells skates? Was What was your mentality for skate Hall as a part of rollerblading culture? That's a good question. I like that
2: question. Man. Um, I just wanted to create a really cool place for kids to get their stuff and creating a community. It was just I kind of learned that through K2, um, by sponsoring people. And if you create a community around what you're doing, people will come, you know, um, and the Atlanta scene was a result of creating community. We taught skate lessons at of skate pile on Saturday mornings. You could go to the rampage skate park where our shop was, get a skate lesson. That's where like,
0: Right on, Peter Coco, Julian, yep.
2: Chris Smith. They all they all mm-hmm. came through that that skate park and um, learned stuff from the old heads. And then they started teaching us stuff. But that that community was the reason for Skatepile. John Starr, uh, shout out, John Star. Julio skated for Skatepile. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Julio's been a bro since way back. But That's that was dope. the idea, dude. Yeah. Is is to create this community. And then we took, like I said earlier, we took the whole like skate company model and did it with the online skate shop mm-hmm. so it was an awesome time
0: that's dope i, I forgot john hulu skate,
2: skate skate pile yeah dude we made a poster, skate poster skate catalog pile. of him one time well, it was real sick
0: yeah we yeah. were a lot
1: i remember the bg19 um we sold like stuff everything everything. section yeah. was yeah. really yeah. cool too yeah because it was like you really showed off the team as well with dre and Walt yeah. and all these
2: guys my beautiful wife was in that one yes shout out aaron heiser shout out aaron great heiser. person she, Behind the scenes of all this is she's been, been there the whole time, guys, working yeah. at
0: sca- I remember going back in the day when I was 18, and she's over there at we skate park working. Uh, we away.
2: we got together from a from a English project in English class. We got paired alphabetically, and she read the book. And it was a book report project. Someone had to illustrate a picture, and the other person had to like write the report. And it's right, right brain, left brain, right. Then dude I was like, I'm gonna draw the thing. She wrote up a thing, and like that was it. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to the lady.
0: That's rad. Cool. Let's get into some more of these questions. Um, take a few more. Got a few, a good amount. Do you
2: have one lined up? Here? Yes, a I good do. Amounts.
0: I'm wondering if Tom knows if. Oh, Anders Hoff says. I'm wondering if Tom knows if the Andy Hoff. invented the true Mizu. First time I saw it done was hoax too. And if not Facts, Andy, Max. does he know who did a, the first true spin grind?
2: Facts was Andy Cruz, mm-hmm. at uh, Fifth Avenue Marta, is where it took I place. Marta, and. <laughs> In the hoax, too, he does True Mizu on that exact spot where it went down the first time. That's the first. It wasn't the first one but but that he did. that was the spot. But that was the spot. And that ledge was epic. Yeah, it was really, really good. That like, was so a tr- Andy, Andy invented True Mizu, and he also invented... So it was first it was Sweat Stance, mm-hmm. and then Kind Grind is just an alley topside Sweat Stance. Mm-hmm.
1: That, that was a, a perfect example of how the Soul Plates were crooked because remember his true mizu was like oh yeah his toe was touching the sky and i'll use this i'll
0: use (laughs) this opportunity it wasn't on i'll
2: use use this opportunity because so to to explain where mushroom blading the term came from just so all you guys know oh wait we have the i know
0: i know
3: yeah
2: so so mushroom blading was a term used for when you just were getting weird doing little side maneuvers on stuff Cause at the time it was like hammers, big ass rails. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mushroom blading was like the fool around. Sess slidey stuff Cess on the slide-y floor. rolly. Yeah. And so Andy went to school in Missoula, which was real hippie ish. It still is. And our good friend, Sean Lewis that we went to high school also went to school in Missoula. And Andy was doing kind grinds one night and Sean Lewis is like, what should we, you know, Andy's like, what should we call us? And Sean's like, it's the kind grind man. And he would do like this silly thing. And then he, like sean would call it mushroom blading i don't know It was either sean or andy started like calling it this and we were throwing it around and it's kind of stuck and that was like little fish brains on things just little jibby tricks with mushroom blading and like just kind of went off into the ether and the next thing you know these guys start the illest movement and skating right and took it took it to a whole nother level but yeah i digressed so was
1: it just like like stalls and just messing around little things like I feel like everything was just messing around Hi, at that point. It's like point. high it was guy maneuvers
2: when you've smoked too much grass and you're like, "Yeah, can't really go do dangerous things." So yeah. you're
1: like, like, Take it easy. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's right.
0: that's that's for the crowd. Like you said, blading has something to accommodate everybody. That's right,
2: everyone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mushroom blading's approachable. Mushroom blading. It is definitely. Is. It's accessible. It's I think accessible, that's the
0: thing yeah. that, like, um,
2: I don't think skating on mushrooms would be. a I No. No. It may not. not. That. It's not.
0: But no, I, 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 I've referenced this. This happened on the podcast, and I've referenced it a few times on the podcast, but we had a, a guest, Dennis Lopez, on, and he was talking about... Um, that guy's rad. He's really rad. He's really rad. And he was talking about like when skating was happening like back in the day, like in like the hammer phase, and yeah. he was like not really interested in it at that time. And then, like, when it was, like, the more playful, fun stuff, it was, like, oh, that's accessible. And I think that's important to keep in mind. Like, it's not just about shoving, like, gnarly stuff down people's throat. It's about, like, making it look fun and something that is attainable. That's exactly what our
2: goal is with Blank. Like, if you see what we've done already, it's just fun. Mm -hmm. It's, like, go camping with your friends, near a skate park, screw around.
1: I love that edit, by the way. That's
2: the funnest. That's, to me, that's everything. Like, Colorado road trips, funnest things I've ever done, you know, like. Getting out of there with your boys, traveling, skating, going to new places, staying in someone's basement on the floor, camping, just mm. slumming it. That's yeah. That's the funnest.
0: That's skate life right there. That's skate life, dude. That's skate
2: life. Still is.
0: Are you for a couple more? Let's go. Okay. Uh, Shred Major says Tom, how do you feel about graphic illustrations going into skate designs? What's the best way to implement it, in your
2: opinion? Do get artwork. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, been going on in other sports for Mm -hmm. a long time you know there's a lot of cool snowboard brands that are doing cool stuff and yeah it's you'll see it more with the blank stuff too the uh the team riders are looking through my high z makes art instagram like we gotta use these and more of the ads you know it's like as we've been developing what this brand's gonna do it's like yeah if you do it right um we did it i had a brand called face wheels back in the day face i forgot about face it
0: was with um tom fry
2: No, face was uh a like they came on K2 skates at one point, but it was like, was me, it an actual brand? Yeah, it was like, it's kind of like true. how Ground Control came on Razor skates. Yeah, it, yeah, you know? right. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was again, it was, it was like what I'm doing with Blank now, like it, it was another one of these projects that never really went where I wanted it to go um, because I didn't own K2, right? So like what's it gonna do? Mm. Um, but yeah, Face was all about that. It was like all hand drawn art that I was doing and, um, It was cool. People liked it. And years later, we're like, yeah, make more of those. And the wheels were really good, too. So
0: that's what I was thinking. Like, I I was thinking Tom Fry because I feel like Realm was Australian, right? What was the Australian that? Am I completely off base? Well,
2: no, Realm was a realm was. here locally
0: okay so um, I, I just thought that the poorer for, for face I just heard something like it was no actually.
2: that th- that wasn't the case it was okay. it was during the time of Cosmo I skated for Cosmo Cos- that's I what skated I'm for Cosmo wheels which okay. was the illest thing in the world because yeah. Tom Fry and Manuel and Scotty were like they're still the sickest I mean Scotty Crawford now go you know, watch him he's yeah my age and he's so 900 on ramps, but yeah these guys did cosmo and but they, i heard
0: like through the grapevine that like face was a poor of cosmo
2: it wasn't yeah. but we managed to get the closest urethane to See cosmo that? and it's i true. think for street skating face wheels i mean scott even manually would probably be pissing me but it was yeah. it's a better urethane for street because cosmo was a little harder and really good on ramps yeah, yeah. And, bowls and stuff. But the face wheel was like a little softer compound that went, you know, was really good for street skating. We had a lot of cool profiles that we experienced, experimented with there. It was like the first wheel that had like the elliptical profile with a little bit of flat. In the middle, just like a little thin Mm -hmm. flat. That's my favorite profile. I love that. It's a good, it's fast, it's fast.
1: Is there any correlation between the face wheels and hydrogen wheels these days? Because it seems weird that they're just both like amazing pores.
2: No, we were just like demanding of the wheel manufacturers. I mean, these guys make urethane parts for all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. and uh you just have to work with the chemist and explain what you're feeling and get different versions of wheels and dial in the correct formula to make a good wheel mm-hmm. so what else you got there bill
0: all right we got we i think we'll take like two more um we have three but at good least we'll, okay we'll do we'll do two more um, i'm trying to just da, da, someone's asking you how you are I, like this uh, I think you see me i'm good thank you he's good can i do one <laughs> Over yeah, there? yeah, you, that, can, you can do that.
1: Yeah. I like this one, another one from Nathan Chase. He says, Tom, what's your favorite non rollerblade and non-K2 skate, whether you skated it or not? Feel free to give more than one answer.
2: Honestly, I skate. I try and skate everything. I try and buy everything. I don't think I've tried like a trigger skate maybe, but mm. um, I thought that USDA on skate was a good skate. That thing was cool. It's got some cool design elements to it. I always thought the carbon skates looked cool, and I wanted them to feel amazing. But I used them; I was like, ah, I just mm, didn't um, work. What else, man?
1: So you still buy other brand skates? Even? Always, I test oh, wow. everything. Yeah. That's awesome.
2: How are you going to make something that you feels really better than something if you don't?
1: Yeah, exactly. You don't try it.
2: Yeah, and it, in in this category, it's interesting. It's like marketing is almost more important than the product being good. <laughs> like, because you you know when a young young folks are impressionable, you know, and it's like you want to feel like. Not only is the product cool, but you're part of something that's mm-hmm. interesting and cool. So yeah, yeah, but yeah, there's some good stuff out there. I think like, like solar frames are awesome, incredible. I've, sk- I've skated those, yeah. and they're I have them. yeah, they feel really rad on a mini ramp. And I'm a mini ramp skate. That's what I like to skate. Yeah. A mini ramp, dude. Love
0: mini ramps. They're, t- they're dope for bowls too. It's like it's wha- the bowl skate. Yeah, just
1: the choo- sound choo- is the best. In my opinion, the sound is the best yeah. part with those skates. I love going to a skate park. And then just putting my skates on, doing a front side on the ledge, and yeah. just making a statement. Because everyone else at the skate park, yeah. no matter what you have, a
2: skateboard, bikes, scooter, it's everyone tool, looks at you like, what the hell is going on yeah. with that? I just saw Dominic Wagner skate. Sound
0: you know? is a big part to do with it. Shout, shout out, to, to, Dominic. That, shout out it to
2: Dominic Wagner real quick. I oh, just saw yeah. him skate in uh, Amsterdam. They just had a baby. He and Fika Booker. Oh, no so Shout out, Dominic. Oh, congrats now. But I got to watch him skate a bowl it's incredible (laughs) which I haven't seen in a few years and he's just sick the fakie he was just carving the bowl that's it and it it was like that's all you need just keep going it's the best fakie carves like in the he he and Joe Atkinson do that cool switch to fakie thing Mm -hmm. yeah anyway
0: um yes, yeah, huge shout out Dom Don Wagner. His like fake bowl is insane.
2: Yeah. It's like um, Stockwell it's watching
0: Stockwell. Pay him mm-hmm. like Brendan Smith, like yeah. that crew.
1: Those yeah. like three my personal yeah. favorite
0: bullshit. Joe Miguel yeah. on. Yeah. Cameron Talbot. It's
2: someone make Jeff Stockwell pro again and pay yeah. him a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we need him in it. Still it should just happen. <laughs> He's
0: still skating, but I don't think he'll uh, we'll I know, see. Let's I know. hope. Maybe. But, Maybe you never know. Okay, you know what? We'll take one more uh from the from the crowd, and it's from L Pops. Is the blank liner a liner that can be used for downsizing?
2: It can because the toe's is stretchy. You can do that. And It's like, it's like I was saying earlier, guys. If you want to downsize and you get skates that are a little too snug and they're molded boot shells, if you live somewhere where there's a ski boot fitter, go to the ski boot fitter and they can stretch them out. You can get, I mean, Kirill, we sent Kirill our largest size shells and the size 13 and he's a 15. And he a went fifteen, fifteen, and he went to a ski boot fitter and stretched it all out. And he's loving them because mm. he did that. But yeah, you got you got to have a good quality shell. If yeah. you have a crappy quality shell, and it's you go and you break. you heat yeah. it up, it'll melt all weird and mm-hmm. not stretch well. So I can't speak for everyone's. skates, uh, everyone's skates but yeah. I know that ours you can heat. No, them up.
0: actually, I've heard, them. I've heard I've heard a pal of mine um, who's who's skates some skates. He just did that recently. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
2: that's cool. I think that could be a thing in the future. People, yeah hey Eat molding their stuff a little more it takes okay. time you got to have to someone that knows what they're doing you can ruin your skates eating them sure. up too much sure. Sure yeah you're doing but mm-hmm.
0: these skates are expensive nowadays expensive you got to be careful too. yeah i mean hey they're good skates
2: mm-hmm.
0: well tom it's been illuminating it's been incredible i've been wanting you to have to be on the podcast for a long thanks, time man. Um, thanks for
2: having the old dog here to talk about the old times it's been amazing
0: if the would you uh, have any parting words or piece of advice, philosophy, last things you would bestow upon the community
2: or our audience? Oh, Just have fun skating. Seriously, man. It's all about traveling with your buddies, skating, have a good time, innovate, do weird things, do creative stuff, make art. That's it. Buy blank stuff and be awesome. <laughs> we'll keep doing cool things and innovating.
1: There you go. Tom, love yeah. that the man thank you so much for coming on the that's show funny. thanks tom thank you everybody for watching thank you everyone for sticking around for the blading cup marathon jump street marathon thanks, this has guess. been great if anyone that it's watched every day.
0: single one if, you, if, you, if there been is been someone out there let us
1: know put it down in the comments let we'll us be stuck know. Them. live though yeah, live good.
0: had to be live had to be live okay thank but you so thanks, much for guys. joining us yeah and we got Appreciate a it. great weekend coming up. So, everyone that's yeah. going to be here for the weekend for the Blading Cup, say check it up. out. Stop by the ton Blank ton of great contests. Tomorrow's the Open.
2: Everyone's here, basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's going to be incredible. Stop, stop by the Blank booth. Stop, stop by, blank by, the, booth. Dusty stop by the Dusty Booth. Come say hi to Miles out. in the booth. Miles <laughs> Cotter Sparrow is going <laughs> to be hanging out there. Me. There's a mess for Riders. Booth. We
0: don't have skates.
1: <laughs> so come I by. don't want to say anything until
2: you said
0: something if you did. Yeah.
2: Skates didn't come, but come by the booth anyway.
3: There'll
2: be skaters here. There's some over in the corner of the room right now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, right, I right, well, end it there. Peace,
3: everybody. We'll see you soon. Peace. <laughs>